Welcome to the Scrubverse podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Whoa, they have a chicken crunch supreme? You gotta pay extra for that shit. I don't give a fuck! <laughs> it's 90 cents extra for the grilled chicken. And it's not bad at all. So, you seen the 10 new games for this Sega Mini? Yes. Yes, I did. I bet you're super happy. I am stoked. This thing is so fucking dope. So, if to give you a little bit of recap, we're talking about Sega Mini. We're talking about... Uh, Fucking, they've been coming out every couple of weeks with new games. Currently, what's on the console right now, we got Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, which is one of the best strategy RPGs ever, Dr. Robotics Mean Bee Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, which is a really underrated beat-em-up. Um, right. Definitely does not get the love that it should be getting. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Ultra Beast... Uh, Gunstar Heroes, another game that is so heavily underrated. It's a great shoot 'em up. Earthworm Jim, Castle of Illusion, Shinobi 3, which is probably the best ninja game on the console. Contra Hardcore, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, World of Illusion, Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Streets of Rage 2, and Landstalker. They have just announced that they're coming out with Golden Axe, which is mm-hmm. a fucking staple. Oh, yeah, um, it's great. Yeah. Beyond Oasis, Ghouls and Ghosts. Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Fantasy Star 4, which is the best RPG on the con- on the console, period. Which is probably, I want to say that's probably the best Fantasy Star game, period, as well. Right. Uh, I don't think I've ever played one. They're, they're outstanding. Definitely. I if, will be playing this, because yes, I'm getting this. Yes, play Fantasy Star 4. It's, it's awesome. I, I personally think that Fantasy Star puts a lot of the old school um, fan- Final Fantasies to, to bed. Like, it's... That's a big statement, man. Fantasy Star 4 and Final Fantasy 6 are up there for me. But you have to understand okay. that Fantasy Star 4 is more sci-fi and Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 6 is high fantasy and shit like that. Both right, solid right. fucking games. Um, you got Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition, Sonic Spinball, which... Um, <laughs> the, first that, level's good. the first level's passable because that's the only level I'm I get not to. a pinball fan. I don't. That's true. I don't care for pinball. I like the musical remixes that have come out of Spinball. Yeah, like not the because the music itself is, it's not like S tier or anything like that. It's okay. Yeah, it's it's. But the it's remixes fine. that people make are really good. Mm-hmm. Like on Spin Dash One, there's an Amy's Toxic Cave, which is really super gross sounding. Yeah, and even in the song, it says, "What's that smell?" <laughs> 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 but that song's really really good. Yeah, no, it's it's. The music is probably the only thing that's passable in Sonic Spinball. Right. And then you have Vector Man, Wonder Boy, and Monster World, and finally the big fucking one, which I guess every mini now needs like the the big highlight. Mega Man the Wily Wars. I was wondering why you skipped it. <laughs> this game did not come out in the United States. It's it's the only time oh, it a didn't? Mega No. 
Oh. No, I, I think that this was exclusive to Japan and I think the European Union, like the PAL virgins. Mm. But the United States never got this game. It's the only fucking Mega Man game to be released on a Sega console. So, Is it any good? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 a good game. It's a I good was watching game. I was watching Funhouse play apparently there's a Mega Man two point five D. Okay. And it's co op. So what it is is it's like normal Mega Man, but it's that two point five D where everything's like cell shadowed and there's like stuff in the foreground, stuff in mm-hmm. the background and all that. But you play two people can play and you go through like there's nine bosses and there's a boss from each Mega Man game. Right. Like you have Quick Man, you have Snake Man, you have Tornado Man from nine, mm-hmm. you have Star Man, I think maybe from six. I can't remember all They the put nine head. bosses in there? Because usually Mega Man's in the center. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, they put eight, my bad. I just can't count. Okay. And uh but it's really fun. I watched them play it and it's it's like the old levels, but They've put tw- like Snake Man's level is pretty easy, like in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, then at one part, they put in like an, you know how old Snake game was, how it would move around and stuff like that. Yeah, they put Snake platform that you have to fucking follow with it. Okay, and it's co op. If one of you die, you have to restart from a save point. That's some bullshit. And there's also an option to have friendly fire. That's on some, or off. That's some bullshit. I I, I wouldn't know. do that shit. I don't know if it's like an official release because I haven't gone into it deeper or if it's a fan-made game, but I watched them it's play it. It's got to be fan-made. That shit's dope. And you could be Mega Man or Proto Man. That It has to be fan-made. That, that'd it be look, sick, it's, though. It looks so solid. Like I'll look into it because I would definitely want to play that on a stream. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I keep saying for too many games, but like just shit we can fuck around with at too many games. Yeah, I know. The, the Sega Genesis or Sega Mega Drive Mini is going to be – it's coming up to be by far – the best mini console to come out, at least in my opinion. The Super Nintendo Better is than up Super there. Nintendo? The Super, Super Nintendo Nintendo's is solid. up there. Super Nintendo is solid. But when when I think about all the games that they're deciding to put onto the Sega Genesis Mini, and I mm-hmm. compare that to the Super Nintendo, I feel that because those Super Nintendo games have been released over and over and over and over again, from the Wii to the Wii U to now the Switch, it's tiring. How many copies of Mario Three do you own? Uh, it's at probably least in the four double. or five. Mine's in the double digits. Are you serious? I have three physical copies because I've just accumulated them. Okay. Uh, I have it on the three D or the three DS. I had it on my Wii. I had it on my Wii U. I have it basically on everything that I could have it. Okay. Because <laughs> I lo- I love also a lot of the times they were on sale for like three bucks. Mm-hmm. That game's worth three dollars. So the game's worth more than three dollars. Yeah, that's why I bought it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that game. That game is mm-hmm. great. But a lot of these, like you said, a lot of these didn't get the recognition they deserved, uh, or they just like or like Mega Man Wily Wars. It just didn't come to America. Yeah, that's For eighty bucks. This is worth it. Yeah, that's definitely the Genesis's um, Star Fox Two. Uh, except it means more. Have you played Star Fox 2? Yes, I played it before it was released on the virtual, on the mini. Okay. And it's, I like it. It's very, very fun. It's very Star Fox 64 because they took a lot of things that were going to be in that and put it in Star Fox 64. I, I agree. It's it's very similar to that. I actually am not that huge, big of a fan of Star Fox 2. I felt that. I like, the... I, I do like that you can go around. 
Mm-hmm. And like they're like, oh, uh, this base is being attacked or this sector is being attacked. Yeah, that's go. that's cool. I just yeah. feel that like the AI is lacking, and I think it has to do with it not being fully realized in development. I think they were like ninety yeah. percent of the way done before they were just mm-hmm. like, nah, shut that shit down. Well, yeah, because they're like, we got the N64, and the N64, we can do 3D. And, like, mm-hmm. for a flying game, that's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. Star Fox 64 is one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Every all, every other Star Fox game has tried to be Star Fox 64. Yeah. Like, even Assault. I love Assault. Assault is a good game on the GameCube. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Assault is a great fucking game. Assault, in the I'll world tear of that Star- ass up. <laughs> after, after getting Dino World... Which I did not like. Okay, I like Star Fox Adventures. I like that game. I think the reason I didn't like it is because I didn't like when I first saw it. I just didn't like it, and so I never went back and like really picked it up or anything mm-hmm. like that. But Assault came out, and I was like, "This storyline is great." Mm-hmm. No, this it's, it's a line, solid game. Yeah, and I really think I would like Star Fox Zero if it wasn't the controls. They they need to redo zero for the switch like the way that they need to redo legend of zelda skyway sword without the motion controls yeah. just have it be or like in controls. the 3d the 3ds version of 64 has gyro controls on or off mm-hmm. so maybe they could do something like i think that. that's I a little bit more game development difficult because when it comes to you're controlling the the chicken i forget what the actual <laughs> the the not the landmaster but i know what you're talking about yeah when you control the chicken um the, I feel like the controls for that and also that one thing that drops down and it's like a gyroscope was made the helicopter, spe- the yeah. helicopter was made yeah. specifically for the Wii U's motion support in the second screen, which is really annoying because I hate having to go around like this and move here like and just like like scan my floor just to be able to play the fucking game. <laughs> If it's, they release it, if they release it without that shit, I think it would be better receptive. Because yes. the game looks great. Uh, the an- they could make an anime off of that opening. Yeah. Uh, that you said, didn't your son watch it? Yeah. He was like, I want more of this. And you're like, I ain't got no more. I ain't got no more, kid. I ain't got <laughs> I no ain't more. Got no more. That that would be no pretty dope because like the the little opening scene was so good with the banter between the members of Star Fox. It was it yeah. felt like a fucking anime, and they had that tension building up. So it was just super good. I just what we need what we need is just Nintendo needs to employ a fox in space. Yes. And we need to get legit a fox in space cuz yes. that MASH 80 like it reminds me of the 80s style mm-hmm. sitcoms like MASH where it would like freeze frame or and it, the all the music has super grainy like you can hear the grain and it sounds so good and they just made Falco like this big old like yo what's we going to do boss? He he sounds <laughs> like um Rocky a little bit. I get yeah. that Rocky vibe yeah. from him. Yeah. He sounds like a Stallone-esque character. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. have Slippy that's still, he still has got the nasally voice, but he's more like sarcastic and kind of assholey, like technology wise, mm-hmm. which I feel like works a little bit better. Socially always, awkward. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that works more than like the reason they made Slippy how Slippy was is because, you know, it's at the end of the day, this game is, was for kids. Yeah. Like we played it when we were kids, but I hope we see, I, cause we've, I watched the first episode three years ago, and he's still working. I don't know if he's working on just individual episodes or if he's working, like, on a huge fucking series. I I don't know. I'm hoping that it gets picked up, but I've been following him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just search a fox in space. You'll find his Twitter handle. He's, he is, like, actively working on this shit. Like, 
going frame by frame, doing a breakdown of each of the scenes. I, yeah, it's, we just we just need more of this. We do. We need. He needs to do a crowdfunding for this because he can have all my money. That's the. If you guys are watching the stream right now, we pulled up the the Twitter logo and all that stuff. So go check out a Fox in Space. I gotta fix that shit. That looks bad. But yeah, I'll be I will be buying this. This is yes. the this is the first mini system that I'm gonna be buying because it looks like so. Let's so eighty bucks you get the console, and then you also let's so you know more about these Sega games than I. Can you price point some of these just like off the top of your head? Like how much they would be if you were to get them used, just cartridge, not like in mint condition or anything like that. Sure. Is it you're going to have over eighty bucks? I figured. Uh, you're going into quite a bit of money, like yeah. quite a bit of of money. So like the, the Sonic games are not super expensive. You can get those at like five dollars no. a pop. Yeah. But when we're talking about like what could be worth money, um, Contra Hardcore, that's a thirty five dollar game. Uh, Street Chiller okay. Rage 2, that's in the 20s. Landstalker, it's between 20 and $30. What about um, that Wily Wars? Wily Wars. So if you wanted to import a copy, I've seen them go for $50+. Plus. Um, I've also seen, like, that's a game that gets the the homebrew um, ROM hack treatment. Yeah. Because they can't bring it over here, so they just, like, make their own carts here. Um, Comic Zone, 20 bucks. Toe Jam and Earl, roughly twenty bucks. Uh, I've never seen a standalone cart for Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. It's always been paired up in the Sonic Classics cart, from right. what I've seen. Um, but I mean, even that that goes for about ten, fifteen dollars. But the big ones that I'm looking at here, Castlevania Bloodlines, that's like a fifty dollar plus game. That's expensive. Like if you were just just to buy a cartridge, just to buy a cartridge of Castlevania Bloodlines, that's an expensive game. Damn. I don't remember if that's with the box or not. I think I saw it like complete in the the cardboard box. That's like eighty plus dollars. We're well into two hundred. We're well over two hundred. And then when you're looking at the the additional games that are coming out with it, uh, mm. Fantasy Star at least at the bare minimum twenty dollars. Yeah, um, I'm buying this. I'm pre-ordering so, this on Amazon right now. It's yeah. for up for pre-order right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, I would because that. and like that box that this is one of the ones that I'm gonna be keeping the box. That box looks the I, box you know looks, me. This looks sick. It's it's eighties. You know as me, fuck. greedy, greedy and eighties. Yeah, like anything that's got a grid on it and eighties, mm-hmm. boom, I love it. So that looks real good. They then they threw Sonic on the front. It looks good too. Like it's gonna be mini and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So what the fuck ever. Looks good. Yeah, I like it. So we were thinking about doing a segment. Moving forward, mm-hmm. all the kids seem to be into this <laughs> this tier list thing, and I see your shitty fucking taste in in fast food, and I got fucking bitched out in the Discord <laughs> because of my What'd you fast get bitched food out pre- for? Just everything. Just fucking everything. <laughs> just life in general? Just, just, yeah. <laughs> like, H2O is just like, your your list sucks. And I'm just like, fuck you. And then Straw Baby is like, your list is trash. And then he shows what his list is, and there's not a single thing above C. I'm like, that doesn't count. Yeah. That doesn't count. But today, tier list for all video game consoles yes, that, we've, actually, that give, we've played. Give me a second. I'm pulling it up. Yep. No, it's fine. So I'm assuming that we're doing this raw. We're doing this. Uh, yeah, you always go raw. Play by play. So for audio listeners, we're gonna make sure that we talk everything out loud instead of mm-hmm. just like, "Hey, we're gonna put this here. We're gonna put that there. We're gonna put yeah, that no, there." Yeah, no, we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have reasonings going in. 
All right, Chris, you go through the list. We, I've got it pulled up right here. First off, the first one that we're looking at, I believe that is the 3DO. It's the Panasonic 3DO. The 3DO sure. came out in like the early 90s. It was supposed to be a competitor to the Sega Saturn and the the Sony PlayStation. That fucking console is hot fucking garbage. Like, <laughs> like it, it, is, it is not good. Um, okay. I remember fucking around with it. I was thinking about buying it when I was in North Carolina. And of the games that I played, I've played Shockwave. Shockwave is supposed to be like this first person shooter, but you're in space shooting shit. And like, it's okay. It's like terrain driven and you're supposed to shoot these, these giant fucking mechs and shit like that. It's okay. It's not great. H2O asks, the 3DO is notorious for the Zelda games on it, right? False. That is not the the console that has the Zelda games on there, but we'll get there. Oh, is that on here? It is on there. <laughs> so stipulation, Chris has played a lot more quote unquote obscure systems than I have. I've played like your main boys, like you got mm -hmm. your NES, your Super Nintendo. So I'm going to be talking more as like, I guess the general audience. Sure. And you're, and you're going to be representing more of the obscure audience. Yeah. Like, like okay. certain consoles that most people have not thought about. Okay. So 3DO, it's, I'm not a fan. However, it does have the best version of Road Rash that I have played. If you played Road Rash, you're riding on this motorcycle and you're racing all these other badasses and shit. It's got a really good use of um, VMAs. So if, like, if, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, a VMA is supposed to be like that live screen cutscene where you have like actual people acting out situations that are supposed to take place in the game. And yeah. Road Rage does that perfectly. It's got the right amount of cheese, but it's it's well done. All right. So why don't we just, instead of going through our list, let's just start with it. Yeah. So where are you going to rank this? Because I have no that is a on this. D. That is, is that going a D? in D. That is That's definitely a D, a D right, rank. So we'll fucking... put it in a D. Yep. Okay, so we got it in the D. So the next one's the Atari, right? 2600? Okay, the Atari 2600. Ha okay. So have you played this? Yes, we owned okay. one growing up. Okay. It was my first console. So a little story. This is my, I started playing video games when I was three years old. Mm -hmm. Because my parents realized that it would keep me quiet. And my parents were good parents, but let's be honest. You're a parent. Sometimes you just want your kid to be quiet. Yep. So you could just be like, I need to think, or I need to go in the bathroom and just eat a Twizzlers for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Without Let you on my ass. Let me shit in peace. I'm going through that right <laughs> and now. And you just and you just see the fingers like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have children, and I know that shit's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The 2600 is very special because it's, like I said, it's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And it's from the, it's one of the ones that launched it. It's launched video games. Like, you got Pitfall. Pitfall is one of the fucking hardest games I've ever played in my life on that system. Uh, you got asteroids, you got space invaders, you got everything. But I'm not going to put this in an S tier or an A tier. Where would you put it? And then I'll give you my opinion. I'm going to say strictly because of what it was and the library that was on it, I would put it as a C. Okay. If it wasn't as big as it really was, it would be down there in the D as well. Here's, here's the thing. In my personal experience with it, I hate Atari products. I do okay. not like the 2600. But let's go back. If you were a two- if, or three-year-old child, would you have that opinion as well? Well, when I was a two- or three-year-old child, I was playing Sega Genesis. Like, by the right. time I was Fair three, enough. it was Touché. 92. So <laughs> you're a little bit older than me. When I I'm am. looking when – I, when I look at it, if I'm talking about what impact the Atari 2600 had, 
what it was, I would actually put it as a B because okay. it was the go-to console. However, if you're talking about my opinion, I am putting that in a D, and I would put that in front of the 3DO. But if we're going based off of the significance that the console had, I would say that it is a low B. I think we have to do the opinion and the significance as one. Because as one? at the end of the day, we have to agree together. That's fine. Where these where this stuff is going. That's fine. And then in okay. that case, I I would say probably put it as a C. Okay, so we can put it as a C. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the next one is. So scroll down a little bit. I think it's a 5200. Right here. Okay, so that's a 5200. So I thought that the 2600 was shit. This is worse. <laughs> I never I never played the 56. Uh, the the 5200. Or 52. Had, so during the time of the 5200, they were trying to – it was the early 80s. They were trying to compete with Mattel's Intellivision. Uh, the Intellivision was just this long box bitch, right? It had controllers. Oh, long box bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it had controllers that were actually wired up to the console itself. It had a number pad on there. It looked like there was two sets of phones on there. And there was two sets of buttons that are on the corners. And you play it as if you're holding, essentially, you're holding a smartphone. And television had this thing where each game would come with overlays for the controller. And you put the overlay over the number pad, and each of those numbers did a specific action for that game. So you're essentially playing with a a keypad phone with extra buttons on the side. Well, Atari tried to copy that, and it did not go well. They tried to put their big-ass fucking joystick and attach the phone piece to it. And if you look at the look at a 5200, it's a big bitch. It's huge. And part of the reason why it's so big is because on the back end of the console, you would open it up, and you can house these ginormous controllers in this little drawer. Which, I mean, it was cool, yeah. but it was like, eh. Um, another problem with that con- with that controller, it could not center to save your fucking life. You would, you would oh really? Mess- yeah, you would try to mess around with it, and the controller would not stay centered. So that was really that was re- really a big deal for certain things, like if you're trying to play Centipede or if you're trying to play Joust, uh, Missile Command. Oh, it just was not was not working out. So I would put that as a D. Um, I don't even think it was that – it was somewhat successful, but mm. when people were playing it, the reviews that were coming out were just like, no. 5200, threw that shit out the trash. H2O ask, is that the one that had the trap door that could hold a beer? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You, you could hold could two hold the... beers in that fucking thing. Or was it just – I don't I, – they probably didn't specifically say beer. It was okay. probably just for a drink. It was not meant – no, it wasn't even meant for a drink. It was supposed to be for your fucking controllers, but – since nobody plays the 5200 because it's garbage right like no no it's meant it's meant for put your fucking beer in there that's all, all the right. fucking 5200 is meant for so we're putting that in a d we're putting that in a d behind the 3do behind the 3do so the next one you're gonna have to tell you the next two i don't know anything up until this dreamcast no, this is all <laughs> atari this is all atari uh so this right. next one is the 7800 the 7800 is a step up from the 5200 without a doubt uh what's special about the 7800 is while they upgraded the the guts essentially to the 5200 they also had a 
2600 chip inside so it was backwards compatible oh is that one of the first backwards compatible systems yes Ooh. when you went from the 2600 and you had those tiny carts to the 5200 5200 carts are like this they're huge Jesus. They, the, the actual chip itself was was mini, but it, it was huge. They went back down to the Atari 2600 size so that they can allow people to play their 2600 games. Uh, the 7800 was good. Um, they had Exevious, which is a spaceship shoot-em-up uh, pole position, which is an F1 racing oh, game. Yep. It has one of the better versions of Commando, which is a one of my favorite shoot-em-ups it's a military shooter but it's mm -hmm. an arcade shooter by capcom really nice. really good game uh dark chambers which is a dungeon crawler the problem is is that when you the 7800 was trying to compete with the sega master system and the nintendo entertainment system and when you pair up all yeah. the consoles together um the peripherals were not strong enough and the sound quality was yeah. Garbo. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Okay. I would say that the 7800 should be in D, D tier. However, put it in front of the 3DO. Okay. Like I said, if we any of these systems that we do not play, which I'm pretty sure you probably played all of these that you put on here. Yes. Uh, but some of these I won't have an opinion, so it's solely going to be based on you. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, yeah. There's there are more consoles that I had originally I had on here, but I couldn't speak from a position of authority because I didn't have the experience that I have with these other consoles. Next one is the Atari Jaguar. Cool I, name. I've yeah, always liked the it's, name. It's it's a cool it's a cool fucking name. The Atari Jaguar. It gets shitted on essentially. Uh, it was trying Get to. On. <laughs> it was Atari's swan song for consoles. Mm. It had some decent games. It had Iron Soldier. It had the best version of Tempest, which is Tempest 2000. It had a really solid um, platform, like mascot platformer, that was trying to compete with Super Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog, which came in the form of Zool 2, which you play this little ninja, and it's it's quick. It's it's a fun game. They also had, it looks like it would have been the blueprints for the first asymmetrical multiplayer shooter in the form of Alien vs. Predator, where while it's not multiplayer, it mm -hmm. feels like it could have been multiplayer if you were to update it, the coding yeah. of the game. Because right, right. when you play as the, the Space Marines, you're hunting the, the aliens, but you mm -hmm. also have the chance to play as an alien and hunt the Marines. So it's... it's it looks like it would be on the really Jaguar. On the Jaguar. On the Jaguar. Wow. So the Jaguar has like if you were to compare it, so it has Nintendo S graphics. It's yeah. still six, it's still eight bit or no 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 it's sixteen bit. Sixteen bit. Okay. The the issue is it had poor marketing. Atari's name was already sullied, and I would say that for some people the peripheral like the controller was done poorly. The controller, it's probably around the size of an original Xbox controller. It's a big bitch. So Jesus. you had the top half, and it was, like, slanted. It was, like, here's where the buttons and the directional pad was. And then over here, you had a number pad. And they were still doing the the card overlays for the, the, the fucking controllers. 
So you had a number pad at the bottom. Oh my god! Yeah. So that's that's what the Jaguar controllers look like. So where that number pad is, you would put an overlay on it. Right. And for games like uh, Iron Soldier, that makes sense because Iron Soldier was like a first person like mech shooter. You were in this giant ass uh -huh. mech and you'd blow shit up and destroy other helicopters and spaceships and right. what have you. Overall, though, I, okay. I do think that it's a decent system. If I were to put it anywhere, I'm going to put it in C. Okay. I think that's where it belongs to be behind the 26 but uh, i would say in front of the 26 okay yep all right now i have an input <laughs> okay so all here right. we go so moving along dreamcast i actually did not own one until i got older okay I did not own it when it first came out uh but the dreamcast i fucking love this system i love this system as well this segment this system's so good this system is any if you wanted anything if you wanted those arcade games, you didn't want to go to Walmart because I had that was the one thing I had. I didn't really have an arcade unless I went over to Memphis. Mm -hmm. But when in West Memphis, Walmart had like I remember playing Battletoads in Walmart. Uh, I remember playing Golden Axe. I remember playing a bunch of fucking games because they would alternate them out all the time. Mm -hmm. But the Dreamcast is real good. I don't know if I'm gonna put it in S tier, but it's definitely like in A tier. So for me, the Dreamcast's biggest failure was that it came out. A year or two too early yeah um it's yep. it was the forefront of i believe it's like the fifth or sixth console generation it came out a year or two before the sony playstation 2 it was already pioneering things like internet connectivity yep. online gameplay memory cards uh, memory cards it was it was just a solid console they just didn't see that like People can make their own games. Yep. <laughs> Burn their own copies. Their their biggest issue was their security settings. And I would mm -hmm. say their controller. I would say that it is one of the most uncomfortable controllers yeah. on any console. The the lack of a second analog stick really hampers it, in my opinion, when I want to play shooting games. Um, yeah. I've just gotten so used to the dual analog system. And th that's that's also to say, like, you know, when you're playing the PlayStation, you're playing Medal of Honor, you, you play it on tank controls. Yeah. I, I want that to be better for the Dreamcast to the point where people are now making updated versions of the Dreamcast controller so that they can... Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. they look really, really good. They look, they look really, almost really like nice. a GameCube controller. Like, I ordered one. It should be coming in September. So I'm... Right fingers crossed i hope it's really solid for me because of the slew of games on here we got sonic adventure we have soul caliber marvel versus capcom 2 power stone jet set radio it the was, jojo fighting game the jo it was home to so many outstanding fighting games mm -hmm. like you brought the dreamcast over for fighting games yes for arcade for fighting games, games. For, really had street fighter third strike third strike was Third Strike was on Third there. Third Strike. This that, might have to be S tier then, just because of the game library. I would say it is a solid A. A solid. I'll go with solid A. I I would say that the Dreamcast I is think, a solid A. I think with the if it had the the extra analog stick included, and then it didn't have it had different security issues. Even with it coming out too early, I would have put it at an S. But because of the detriments that it did have, I think it's a solid A. Yeah, I, I think that it is without a doubt a solid A. So let's put that a first A slot. Yep. I like the Dreamcast. I actually need to buy one. I don't have one. So I'm going to look on picking one of those up. 50 so. bucks, man. 50 bucks. 50 you can bucks. buy one for 50 bucks. If you get cool. the black one, it's it's like 80, but those are cool anyway. Yeah. Next one. Nintendo GameCube. GameCube. Um, GameCube is really good. GameCube is one of my favorite consoles. Controller GameCube, feels really good. It's got the most obscure controller, 
but it feels so natural for me. It's the handle on the back was built to take it to your friend's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's GameCube came out at a really odd time because everyone was talking shit about the GameCube. They didn't have really many competitive games when it was being compared to the Xbox or the PlayStation Two. However, their first party support was so strong. So, it was. What was the, la- so, the launch, launch title? Was Melee right? Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know the launch titles for Nintendo GameCube. However, like it had Super Mario Sunshine, which is one of my yeah. favorite Super Mario games. It's it's, it's up there. Wind it's, Waker. It's got Wind Waker. It's got my favorite Metroid game on there, Metroid Prime. It's yeah, got Metroid Prime one, one of, two, and three. <laughs> three was Wii. Three Corruption was, Wii. I'm was sorry. Wii. One and two. Um, Super Smash Brothers Melee, which admittedly is my least favorite. Yeah. GameCube. Luigi Mansion. Luigi's Mansion, uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, which is one of my favorite fucking RPGs F-Zero-G-X. F-Zero-G-X. Fire Emblem Path of Radiance, which is one of the most beloved uh, Fire Emblem games. So Wars, all the... Battalion Wars came out. That's what it is. Advanced War-esque games. Yeah. Okay. So... Just the, even third party support. You had Lost Kingdom. You had Beaten mm-hmm. Kaitos. You had the remake of Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. It was. Yeah. It's a solid game. It's a solid console. It had some of the best graphics. Surprisingly, for that small little box. I mean. Yeah, on that little disc, they were so, comparing to PlayStation One and Xbox games on quality. PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm this putting this in A. For me. That's S tier oh, for you. I'm putting it as A. What, why, what's your reasoning for not putting it in S? The reason is, I would say, GameCube lacks a strong third-party library. That is one okay. of the biggest issues that I, th- that I see with the GameCube. Um, okay. And then even within its own library, I feel that when you start going to the third-party, um, it was definitely geared towards a younger audience. And because of that, it's really hard for me and other gamers to really embrace the GameCube. Okay, I own, so I had, when that generation came out, I didn't have a GameCube right away, but my Mm -hmm. best friend at the time, he had it and would bring it over. And he had Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 Mm -hmm. and Melee. Yep. That's all we played. And it ended up making me want to get one. And so I'll I'll agree with you. It's a solid A. Is it in front of the Dreamcast? Yes. 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 It's a high A. It is a high A. There's only a few things I would put the Dreamcast in front of. I yeah. mean, uh, put the GameCube in front of. But the GameCube's Behind. real good. It looks, it looks good. Like I have one. I have the purple one. I have three. Sitting. Yeah, three. Because you, yeah, like <laughs> it was during that age of because all the N64s had the different colored ones too. Mm-hmm. So they brought that over with the GameCube. Yep. But uh, like the purple one looks great. The silver one looks great. Wasn't there like Zelda special edition ones too? Yes, I mean there yeah. was also like skins for your GameCube. Yeah. Oh my God, you have the Game Boy Game Boy Advance adapter for this system. You, you had that. Um, there was other shit that was that was out for it. Um, there's now a an HDMI plugin that you can put in through your mm-hmm. um, progressive scanning. Mm-hmm. Which that fucking cable is goddamn expensive. Yeah. The uh, but the the controller itself, like I just absolutely love the GameCube controller. Yeah, like, it's, it's so nice. It's solid. Those triggers feel so good. Mm-hmm. I it's, mean, there's a reason that Smash players still play with these fucking controllers. Mm-hmm. Uh, how what fifteen years later? It's just became the staple for 
for playing Smash. Like, you know how a lot of people are saying, like, they, you can't play a fighting game unless you have an arcade stick? You can't right. play Smash without a GameCube controller. No, so there's there's no comparison, man. So if we had a if we had an A plus tier here, we would put that there. Yes, but, but we're for gonna now put it, it is a high A. Yeah. Uh, so next one, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's the Intellivision. Okay, I I never played it. <laughs> Story about me: I had just moved back from New Mexico. I was about eight nine years old. Um, we had just given up everything that we pretty much own in order to pay for tickets to move from new mexico to new york i was living with my grandfather upstairs i found out that i was staying in my uncle's old room and i start digging through like the closets because i'm fucking bored there's nothing to do and i find this thing and it had like 30 games so this might be your atari this is my i guess you could say this is my atari and because i was essentially forced to play this um i have grown a love through stockholm syndrome (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but that said, I identify the flaws that it has, but I still love this console. It had Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which is probably my favorite game on the console. It's a dungeon crawler. It you know you play as your little stick figure archer. You go through uh, a series of mountains that all connect. You're trying to get to the very end so that you can find the crown or a piece of treasure. But there's this big ass dragon. He's so fucking aggressive all the enemies (laughs) are so fucking aggressive in this game but still the game is great what's weird about the intellivision is that for the controller pad at the very bottom it had this dial it's kind of like a plate and you push on the plate and it tilts to move forward backward yeah it's it's strange uh, it took some time getting used to for me, but still, it had games like Tron. Tron is an outstanding game on that console. Star Strike was cool. Dig Dug. It had like the staple arcade games. Like you had your Donkey Kong. Although Donkey Kong for the Intellivision is one of the ugliest versions. <laughs> it is it so is. disgusting looking. It's really. And that's ugly. largely because I think it's because of Atari. Because Atari. When they bought the rights to the game, they said, yeah, sure, we'll put it on, like, the Intellivision and the ColecoVision and all the other competing consoles at that time. But the developers purposefully made that console or that game look terrible on other consoles. Overall, I think that this is a C. I think that it is bottom C. Very like, bottom C. Very bottom C. It's, it's a lot of nostalgia for me, but... Mm-hmm. I feel that the first and second generation of video games has so many flaws that the only reason why they are revered so well is because they had nothing else to play. Because the game changer was the Nintendo Entertainment System. All right. Well, I do know this next one. I you do, do know, know this, this next, next one. one. This next one is uh, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I briefly owned an Xbox One. Here's a little story about my Xbox One. Sure. So when we – I will not say exactly for names because I still – work for this company but uh when we were executing we were rolling out a huge software program to fleetwide yep and uh that's the reason that i lived in austin for about a year uh we were in phoenix okay and we realized that dave and busters was had okay food yep but we also realized that uh when you bought the food and you bought up a game ticket mixed with a meal. It never said anything about a play card. And of course, okay. we're having we're having to submit our receipts. 
And, of course, our corporate cards cover food. But I don't think they covered the other stuff. No. But again, again, the receipt doesn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> so, needless to say, we went there every day for dinner and lunch. Me and somebody else. And we found out this one ball drop game. Like, we timed it. Where you could hit jackpots non- nonstop. Yep. Two and a half weeks, I walked away with an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> And my buddy walked away with a PS4. <laughs> because the other thing was what we did, and we were smart about this. We we went and ate every day and just banked our cards. Because on Wednesday, it was half-price games. So Wednesday was the day where they're like, hey, the other two people on our team are like, you want to go eat? And we're like, nah, we got shit to do. So we would go, and we would just sit there. There was two of them. We would sit right next to each other. we just drop the ball, drop the ball, drop the ball. That is insane. I love the hearing last- about how some people just stumble upon their their games and their consoles and shit like that. That's yep. probably one of the best stories. Yes. So uh, the last day, and it's literally- so such shit baggery that it's so good. the last the last day. I was like eating the food, and I legitimately mm-hmm. threw up in my mouth oh. because I was the food's good. But think about it. For two and a half weeks, the same food. Food for over, two meals, and over and two over. Two meals again. a day. Yeah. And they have a diverse menu. But mm-hmm. usually I'm just like, let me get them chicken strips. Yeah. Because I'm just like chicken strips. <laughs> Mega Vision says live hot tier action. <laughs> but yeah, that story's not older. Over. I okay. then sold that system to another coworker for $200. <laughs> Did you even play it? No, I didn't even open it. I don't want to hear shit about this, Ed. <laughs> no, you can't get me on that. I owned it. I owned it for a brief period of time. And it, okay. It was, the, it was the nice white version, too. So, yeah, man. I didn't Look, think about it. I had nothing on Xbox One that I wanted to keep that system for. I, okay. used, I used that $200 to buy my Switch. I guess that's a good investment. <laughs> I guess. But that's a hell of a console story for you right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to put this shit in C. <laughs> here's the thing. Before you go ahead and do that, um, I despise my Xbox One. Okay. Okay. I hate the UI. I despise okay. the Windows tile-based UI. I okay. think it's terrible. During the early days of my Xbox One, I I bought it very close to launch, under a year since its release. Um, the first games that I had were both Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Unity. So both of those that were on PS4. The issue was is that when it came to updating, especially with the first gen or the first release of Xbox Ones, the updating was so finicky. I would have to shut down my Xbox, remove I do my this. my I this. my fucking Ethernet cable. Turn it back on. Reinsert it. Make sure – well, before I reinsert the Ethernet cable, make sure that the game downloaded completely. <laughs> then insert the Ethernet cable. Shut the whole fucking thing down. Reboot it again just so that I can get the updates whenever they came down. And then if there was an update, it would just freeze. It would just stop whatever it was doing. It did not know how to switch processes from doing one thing to another. It was impossible. Um, the other thing is – Xbox One or the Xbox One X, while it, you have to give it, it has the first true 4K console, okay? The resolution in on Xbox One X is fantastic. It also Rivaling. has Killer Instinct. What's that? 
It also has Killer Instinct. It also has KI. KI is real good. So those are two really strong things about the Xbox One. However, its weak first-party lineup brings it down. Like the only the only decent first-party games I can Halo. think of, Halo Five Guardians, which isn't even that good of a Halo game. No. Gears of War Four, which isn't that good of a Gears of War game. Sunset Overdrive, which I will say, underappreciated. That game is. is fantastic. That game is great. That game looks so good. Game is good. great. Yeah. Um, and the first Titanfall. That game is outstanding. Titanfall is super underrated. Yeah. It came out. Titanfall came out in that era where like other shooters were out, and people were like, I, Call of Duty, all that stuff. And Titanfall is a better game than those. Yes. But it didn't get the love it deserved. Yep. Um, Titanfall the, two even better. Yeah. I would say for the power that it has. Um, and even the the few games that I had, I'm I'm putting this in B. I I am putting I this can go in, with that in B. I think that I it can, rates B. I can go with it strictly because of Ki, because okay. I love Ki. That's fine. I lo- I love watching Ki. I can't sit here and say that the Xbox One is a failure. No, um, just because of where it came from. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's. I say that it's unfortunate. It's almost gotten me to the point where I am not going to buy a Microsoft product at launch for the next console generation. I'm, I'm going to, to wait after what well, happened with this because I have to wait and see. Because yeah, I can't. The thing, the thing is with this too, we don't even have to, with KI, I don't even have to buy the system. It's on PC. Yeah. but so and, and that's the other issue when it comes to, to Microsoft. Pretty much everything that they were saying like, oh, yeah, this game is going to be exclusive to Xbox. And after Xbox sales fell behind PlayStation, they were just like, okay, well, we need to make money. So we're <laughs> going to put it on Windows, put it on the Windows Store. And it's all, – overall, it's a disappointment in my book. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that are diehard Microsoft fans, and that's okay. Okay? I don't, I don't blame you. I have a buddy of mine, fellow Marine. He just – on that Microsoft train to the day he fucking dies. And that's okay regardless but yeah. overall for me i say it's a b i can and go with that. i I'll hope that they get better b. next one i don't know what it is okay so that is the neo geo aes the okay. neo geo aes or the advanced entertainment system was snk's first tryout with um console games as as you know snk was special like specialized in arcades um one of the best arcade systems in my book because the mvs or the multi-video system allowed you to have multiple carts that you can remove at any time so yeah so i bought a an mvs okay and the Uh mvs inside is is a four carter okay so i have currently loaded right now uh marker the wolves i have blazing star i have king of fighters 94 and I have the last blade, and I have one other game that's like sitting. Oh, Metal Slug X, right? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all solid games. Well, they decided SNK decided that they were going to try their hand at the console market, and so they came out with a cartridge-based um, arcade system. Okay. It is expensive. It is super, ex- especially today. I could tell you this right now. The 
the AES costs almost as much as what I paid for the MVS. There's a version of the MVS, which is called, I think it's called the Candy MVS or the MVS Mark II. And it is just like a two slot cartridge thing. Mm -hmm. You can get those for like 400 bucks. The AES, maybe $500. Jesus fucking It's expensive. Christ. The games for the AES cost 10 times more than their MVS counterpart. Really? It is a super <laughs> expensive game. Or a super expensive console to collect for. Um, the, one of the biggest issues about the AES was its load times. Because it was essentially a smaller, less powerful MVS. Mm -hmm. The load times took for fucking ever. Load times taking a minute and a minute and a half, two minutes. But, uh, I mean, that said... Especially if you're doing matches real quick and stuff yeah, like that. If you're but that said, the game is gorgeous. The console is gorgeous as far as the graphical output. It's great. There's some differences. There, like you, you could look at an MVS and say, okay, obviously it looks better than the AES, but the AES looked way better than its contemporaries at the time because it was competing, I think, with the Super Nintendo, the Sega Genesis, and the Atari Jaguar. Um, okay. So all in all, it's it's a gorgeous system. It looks really good. Um, it just had too many competitors. It had too many competitors. It was too expensive, and it didn't catch on well. It had hardware limitations. For that reason, um, I am putting this in the C rank. Okay. And I would also drag the console right after it because that is a Neo Geo CD. What's good okay. about the CD is that it, it's a cheaper version. And I would actually put the CD in front of the AES because it had better sound quality. Do both of these stay behind the Intellivision? Yeah. Okay. Um. Actually, no. The Intellivision goes goes to the back. Kick that bitch to the back. Okay. Yeah. So next one. This is a big boy. This is the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is uh, this is big boy. This is big boy. This. I'm I probably. Remember, go, you go first. Okay. This one. Uh. I remember one year because. Uh. I'll be honest. When we were growing up, we were broke. Yep. Like we we never struggled for anything. Like I never had to struggle for everything. Anything. There are times where I remember that I had to go stay with my grandma because my parents didn't have enough money to pay the heat bill. Mm -hmm. So they would stay in the cold, but I would stay with my grandma and all that. But it's just it what it is what it is. Like we, right. I never wanted anything. I mean, I always wanted shit. But whatever. I remember we got our income tax in, and I remember my dad. It, he didn't buy it at launch or anything like that. Because I remember the next year with his income tax money, we got a Super Nintendo. So I really like I upgraded pretty quickly. Right. But the Nintendo, man, I played it for – I remember playing Fantasy Zone because uh, that's the one with the little uh, the little ship that has the wings and all that. I think that's Fantasy Zone. Fantasy Zone came out on the NES. I'm pretty sure that's a Sega title. I wanted to, I never owned a Sega, but I remember playing it as a kid because it was – you could fly back and forth, and uh -huh. it had the weird little ships with the wings. and It, had the it, was, it was a cute-em-up. It looked all cute. Yeah, it was a like cute-em-up. I don't I, remember – yeah, I need you Fantasy Zone is definitely a Sega Master System title. Is it really? Yeah. I for why the fuck do I remember playing that <laughs> game then? I could have swore we played that played that game when I was. Uh, and we played the. I mean, we my dad bought the Zapper, so we played Mario. We played Duck Hunt. We played like I'm not gonna put this in an S tier. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. I do have one system specifically, possibly two systems that I will put in an S tier on this. Mm -hmm. But I will put this at a very solid A. Um, so I would kick it down one more. Really? Okay. Yeah. I say that this is a high B. While it has, it it, it was strong. <laughs> it led the whole um, third generation. Like it, it was, it was king. 
Okay, the NES yeah. is king of the eight bits uh, consoles. Um, it had Super Mario Brothers three, it had Mega Man, it had Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, Kirby's it had Adventure. Six Mega Man games. <laughs> it had. Uh, it had so much from both first party and third party. The problem that I would say yeah. with the NES is that as far as just quality and content as a whole, it gets outclassed by everybody above it. I think that's what it comes down to. I'm going to put it also as this was when Nintendo was like, look at our dick. Like, mm-hmm. this, we are the kings. If you want anything, you got to go through us. Right. And I think after this... This system, while that this and the Super Nintendo brought tons of money in, this mm-hmm. we started seeing the slow slope fall down of third-party developers being like, hey, Nintendo's kind of being an asshole. Let's make our own shit. Yeah, I mean, you even saw it during the NES when, um, I believe, Tecmo. Tecmo was going around, and he they, they came out with a... Uh, a bullshit company called Solilio or Stokilio or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one. I think maybe it might have been Atari that created the Tengen t- carts. They were like these black carts. And yeah. they didn't have the Nintendo seal of quality. No, they that had was, like a – I remember they had like a slant at the top yeah. too so you could open it. And that's where they put their game mm-hmm. logo and all that stuff. I do yeah. – I actually have a couple of those. Yeah. Um, I think Alien Hominin is like one of the games that I remember from it. Not like the GameCube version. It was like an older version. Game's crap anyway. Um, But overall, I would say because of everybody above it, I would put this at a high B, B, a solid B. Um, Definitely put that above the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I can see the argument for putting that into A. I don't know if I'm going to budge on this one. Okay. I think I gotta. It's gotta stay in an A for me because because just, on my list I have it so high for B. I I would be fine. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put this one in A. It's just, uh, but with the A, I will put it behind GameCube and I will put it behind Dreamcast. Yeah, I would put it at the bottom of the A's because I like it. I don't like the control. Like the controller is very as a kid. Controllers I don't didn't give a shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. As a grown man going back, that controller's awkward. Yes. Just because of my large hands. It's, yeah, I, I have big meaty hands, so I'm like trying to. As a man, I don't have large hands, but even <laughs> even my size hands are really bad too. Mm-hmm. But it's very simplistic. I like it. It's a five button layout. You got your D pad, select, start A and B. Uh, my thing is, I have to put it there just because of the games. Yeah, like you've got Super Super Mario One, Two, and Three. Or I mean, I'm sorry, you have Mario Bros. One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. You have all the Mega Man games. Yep. You have uh, River City Ransom. You've got Metroid. You've got uh, – I'm going to be missing a bunch of these, but you've got all these things that are such good games that still stand the test of time to this date. I got to keep it there. No, I can I can concur with that. All right. We got – the next couple ones are going to be some Nintendo boss hogs. So N64. Okay. That's the next one. Um. I hate the Nintendo 64. I was, I'm, I'm not going to put this as high as you think I'm going to. Okay. I hate the Nintendo 64. I think that their first party lineup is strong. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's it. I yeah. – all like the Super games – Super Mario World – or not Super Mario, but Super Mario, Mario 64. 64. That's still so amazing. Uh, Donkey just released a video. I don't know if you saw yeah. that recently. Yeah. How he's like, this game is the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Yes. Uh, Star Fox, Mario Kart. 
Um, Fuck third Quest party. 64. Get that shit out of here. Go Mega Vision. Yeah, <laughs> Quest 64. Quest 64. Best game. <laughs> well, the thing is, he says best game that ends in 64. That's wrong because I like Bomberman more. Uh, <laughs> H2O has a unique taste. I, I'll, oh, I'm sorry. I'll yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it wasn't Mega Visions that said that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Because this does uh, this starts your your melee this starts your smash. It does start my smash, but it is also one of the smash games that I do not like. I so I wasn't too high on on Super Smash Brothers. Like I played it, I liked it. Right. I liked playing as Pikachu and it's, Kirby. Yeah. But that was about it. When I played it's my it, exactly, it's a party game. Yeah, it's a party game. Um, but when it comes to the solid titles for the N sixty four, I I can now play those on Virtual Console. And it I, just runs I will say, 100 times better. It's true, yeah. I will say that the reason that I do love the N64 is because my cousin played had one. Mm-hmm. And I also had one, too. But we always played it the most when we were together. Yeah. When it was me, my cousin, and her and his my older cousin. Because mm-hmm. she's only three years older than us, so she would play the games, too. We would play... I mean, we would just watch each other play single-player games. Mm-hmm. I, he would watch me play Mario. Like, you got Mario, Paper Mario. That's a good game. Paper Mario, yes. Paper Mario's a really good game. Yes. Uh, that was our Mario RPG when we didn't get any more Mario RPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have uh, F-Zero X is really good. You got F-Zero that X is pretty fucking – F-Zero X is my favorite F-Zero. So it's really good. It's you have really... Banjo-Kazooie. Like, Banjo-Kazooie was really good. See, that's when but... I start falling off. I'm not. I li- I'm not high on the banjo. I like banjo just because mm-hmm. of the music and the t- controls are tight. And it's. I will not say like I like Donkey Kong 64, but fuck the collectibles in that game. Yeah, that's a game that if you hundred percent, you have not a hundred percented it. You have to hundred and two percent it. No. Uh, perfect I dark. Do, perfect dark. Golden Eye. You had those. Eye. You have multiplayer wise. This this console stands out. But I do remember having it by myself when I was at home. And I will say that I did trade the system in for a PlayStation 1. Yep. So a party system, it is great. But I am not – I'm – I got to hear I am where not you're going to lo- first. I am not in love with this. I'm putting it behind the Neo Geo AES. It's going to go in, in the, front of in, – in C tier. In C? Yeah. I don't think you- it's bad enough to rate it D. Because it, it yeah. is a strong, it is a good system. Um, their first party was great. Their third party was was hit and miss. H two O Starcraft on N sixty four. It was not good. <laughs> I I have to disagree with you, man. Really? Starcraft. I don't think that Starcraft sixty four was good at all. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying disagreeing with me. No, I, I don't. I don't like Starcraft on there. No, it's it's not good. I don't pers- I just personally like it. But uh, yeah. I would put it in C because then mm-hmm. you start looking at your Buck Bumbles. You start looking at your uh, Forsaken 64, which yeah. I love that game. That game's stupid good. Yeah. That game, uh, I, I still... bad port of Hexen. <laughs> Glover. Glover. <laughs> I still think that the Prodigy did the soundtrack for Forsaken 64 and just wasn't credited. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put it at a solid C as well. We'll probably yeah. we're gonna catch a so we're gonna catch a lot of flack. You said behind the AES, so in front I of would the put it behind the a- AES uh, in front okay. of the television. So one more notch. Yep. But here's the thing: Twitch is kind of asking too. They're like, "I love those games. You don't love them because they're good. You love, you love them, them because, because that's they're what bad. You played. Yeah, because, like Forsaken, you played it because it's funny. 
I want to say this kind of starts, it probably started a little bit earlier, but I want to say this starts where you're like, I want this game for Christmas. Back in the day, Christmas and your birthday were about the only times, unless you lived in a Sega Channel household, mm -hmm. uh, you were like, I get one game. Yep. Maybe two. Yep, if and that. You, if you got Glover, I feel <laughs> bad for you. I got Bomberman Hero. For I got Bomberman sixty four, and I was like, uh, Bomberman sixty four is the is probably the best Bomberman out of all the Bombermans that came out on on the N sixty four because right you could have gotten Bomberman Hero, which not only is it a bad game, it's now worth five dollars. If you had Bomberman the Second Attack and held on to it, yeah, you got a shit game, but at least it's worth one hundred and twenty yeah. bucks. Oh, dude, Megavision <laughs> says Earthworm Jim three D and Bubsy three D. Get out. Get out! Get out of here with that shit! Get out of Look, here with that shit! You were talking to a guy. I don't know if you know about this. You were talking to a guy that will somewhat defend Bubsy One. I'm done with very, you. Very, very little. I'm done with you because I no, you're not done with me because you have a brand with me. <laughs> but I played Bubsy One and I was like, I'll play this. Really? You like your yeah. platformers with fall damage? Yeah, no. No? <laughs> no? But, so the story, I, I'll talk about that when we get to Super Nintendo. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but yes, I will put this like, also the controller design is real bad. For the N64? I yeah, yeah, I, I like hate the, the controller. controller. It's real bad. There, like I'm playing controller. with a controller that has a penis. <laughs> Here we go. No. <laughs> look, Here we go. Was, everything, look, no, shut up. But, uh... I will say, though, it's a very good party system because you have your Mario yes. parties. I was the one that probably should have got a refund on my palm from Mario Party 1. Mm -hmm. Like, I got the sore, like, from doing the – I've broken many N64 controllers, but it's, it's going to have to be at a C for me. Yep. I so the next one – the next one is the next big boy that's about to take over if it has not already taken over. Is it the Switch? This is the Switch. I'm that's, sorry. Let me scroll down uh, for you. I'm, I'm not even going to fucking bother. It's an S tier. It's, S tier. It's without a doubt S tier. I, I know my fucking Nintendo fanboys coming out. I don't give a fuck, man. Uh, it, this baby. is AAA gaming meeting portability. Boom. Uh, it has some of the best access to indie titles. Yep. Um, it's just fantastic. When you're looking at The Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey, Sonic Mania, Octopath Traveler, Owl Boy, uh, and then you have like ports like fucking Skyrim, Doom. It's. And all the indie games to come along with it. I have access to every single indie game on the go. That's just what it comes down to. Where I wanted my Steam to be where I got all my indies, I don't mm. even touch Steam anymore. Unless people are specifically playing on PC. Because I'd rather play on my Switch on the go. Yep, so, you are right. I, I can't. Because that's S tier for me. Yep. I, I don't know what else I can say about it. It's just an outstanding console. It's super good. Yep. Like it it has let's let's since we've been doing it with all the systems, we're gonna mm -hmm. go through, run down it. Launch title, Breath of the Wild. Yep. Boom. Right there. Amazing. You get Mario Par Mario Kart eight not soon after that. Yep. That version of Mario Kart eight is superior. Yes. It is the best. Mm -hmm. Uh you not long after that we get Odyssey. Odyssey. Odyssey is fucking amazing. Yep. Uh it imported Shovel Knight. I love Shovel Knight. So, but we can't really say that because that's on multiple platforms. Right. But it is. It was an indie game. Yep. So again, indie game list. We've got Shovel Knight. We've got Enter the Gungeon. We've got uh, what was the Ninja game? 
Uh, Katana Zero. You no, got, the other one. Uh, Katana Zero as well. No, it's the one that's very Shinobi-esque. I can't remember it. It'll come to me soon. But whatever. Uh, we've also got... I mean, you even got the Bayonetta port. Breach. You got the Bayonetta the port breach. that came out on it. It's just... It's, and it's the portability. Just, it's strong. The the 720 screen on it, I would say, is its weakest part. But the fact is, is that it still makes those AAA games look good on the go. And then pre- pretty much when you're taking the Switch with you and you're playing these games, you're like, yeah, I can see why this is like I can yeah. I can I can understand it. I can understand why it's weaker. But Monster then when you, when you when you go to when you go to port it, you know, it everything is fine. Yeah, this I would is like solid solid S tier. Yeah, solid S tier. Uh, right. We got anything else on the switch? Or are we good? No, I'm I'm good with the switch. I've said what. Next I one say. is you, bro. Let me scroll down a little bit more. But that is you. Uh, oh, okay. Um, that is the Philips CDI. Uh, let me. That's where yeah. the Zelda games. That's where the the legendary Zelda games come from. Um, there is not really a whole lot to say about it. Um, there there was. Everyone knows about it for Zelda: The Wand of Gamelon. The Legend right. of Zelda in the Faces of Evil, Zelda's yep. Adventure, and Hotel Mario. Those games are fucking oh, Hotel Mario. memes. Total memes. Legendary. Yes. Legendary. Um, the thing about the, the Philips CDI is that it was supposed to be a, cons- a combo between being a, a, I guess, a DVD player. There was something in between like VHS and DVD. Um, I think it's like some laser disc bullshit, but I, I, it's not coming to me at the moment. Uh, and there were other games for it. There was like some space strategy game. But the thing is, is that every single game for the Philips CDI is awkward and nearly unplayable. That's, I know, I know we don't like to like plug other stuff, but I'm going to plug this one right now. Sure. Go watch Game Grumps. They played full playthroughs of Wand of Gamelon. The two cartoony ones. They couldn't finish Zelda. I don't, I don't know if they finished Zelda's Adventure. Zelda's Adventure is a broken game. That's the one that's like very realistic looking, right? Yeah. The other two cartoony ones, they did full playthroughs, and it's just... He said, this fucking controller doesn't yeah, respond. No. It, it's terrible. It is an awful, so awful con- uh, console. It's trash. That's a solid D, right? That's... that's I'm going to... Yo, just... Surprise, it's the bottom of the list. So yeah. <laughs> just drop that to the bottom. We'll just put another one and put fuck off. That's the yeah. tier. <laughs> the fuck off tier. Next one. The soon to be dethroned big boy. The PS4? Uh, PS4. Okay, so PS4 is an outstanding console. Yes. Um I don't really know what else I can say other than it's got Great fucking exclusives. Its store is yep. storefront's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's got great third party support. It's got controllers indie, nice. indie support. Um, it's it's just a solid fucking console. All right, um, let's put a pause on that real quick. Sure. H two O brings up a good question. How does a console being portable define games? Um, so the thing is, is that when we talk about portability in video games, uh, we're saying that yeah, I've got you know, like for my 3DS or my Game Boy, I know that I'm playing a subpar uh, game when compared to home consoles. Yes. Okay. What the and I'm assuming this is going back to the Nintendo Switch. The yes. Nintendo Switch has brought triple A gaming. There's no such thing as a triple A game when you're talking about handhelds. 
There is not. You can sit there and say, oh, well, what about Pokemon? Pokemon is a cultural phenomenon. However, I would argue that Pokemon does not have the budget nor the clout that fucking AAA games would have. When have you ever seen Pokemon go up on a list for Game of the Year? Shit like that. You're not going to. You'll see like, for handheld even, of the year. Even though I don't agree with like a lot of these video game award shows and shit like mm -hmm. that, you're not going to see them. You're, you're not going to see You're not, we're, we're, you're not going to see from, Pokemon Sun and Moon up with your God of War. When, when you're talking from a marketing standpoint, and it, it's just unfair. You cannot compare those two games because there is hardware limitations for Pokemon that, you know, maybe a game similar to that on a home console will not yeah. face. Well, the older Pokemon, not counting the new one. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo Switch has broken that barrier because now we're yes. saying it's like, oh, here's your AAA t game. Okay, it's now on the Switch, and now you can take it with you on the go. Let's just say, let's say all the games don't have, there's no exclusives anymore. Every mm -hmm. game, all these newer games, if they were to come out on every system, Xbox One, PS4, uh, Switch, I would buy everything on the Switch. I would I, buy my God of War. I would yep. buy my Devil May Cries. I would buy everything. I buy everything on there. For me, and this is come if if we're talking about this fantasy world where it's yes. all hardware and software is equally attainable on everything yes. on there. Anything that I'm playing with my wife, I am playing on an Xbox One because of the 4K resolution. Right. If I am playing it by myself, I'm playing it on my Switch because I can take that bitch anywhere. Yes. And, that's and the thing is, it's not just I can take it and play it portably. I can take it over to my friend's house that doesn't have one, hook up an HDMI cable, just bring the, you know, the the whatever Instant it is, local multiplayer. Boom, right there. And it's not just on a little screen. This is another part of why the GameCube is so good. Mm-hmm. Because you can bring it over to your buddy's house that didn't have one. Same with the Switch. I mean, I for me, you could bring any console over. I think that's more of like a con uh a cosmetic gimmick, but I yeah. get what you're saying. Yes. I, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the PlayStation yeah, 4, though. That was, that was the reason why I would say a console being portable is a big fucking deal. Now, for the PlayStation 4, um, I had a hard time deciding where this should go mm -hmm. um, because it has some of the best exclusives that we've seen for 8th generation consoles. It's pretty it has, strong. Uh, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Bloodborne, Persona 5, Yakuza oh, Bloodborne. 0. Just Bloodborne alone. Um, like, even when it comes down to games that are third-party on both the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, I often default to PlayStation 4 because mm -hmm. I feel like I have an easier time loading up the game and just getting into it. Whereas on the Xbox One, I've had to make excuses to buy it for the Xbox One. That's bad. Yeah, it, it, it's It's sad. It's 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 sad. Um, I just feel that the both the communities and just the interface alone for games like Monster Hunter Worlds, The Witcher Three, uh, Resident Evil Two Remake, I'd rather play those games on Sony's consoles mm -hmm. because I just yep. feel more comfortable with it. Um, I would say like one of the big drops that the PlayStation Four has, their controller is inferior to the Xbox One's controller. Xbox One controller is good. It's very it's, good. It's there's good. a reason that there's a reason there's a hundred and fifty dollar version of it. <laughs> well, even even beyond that, um, I, like the battery life on the PS4 controllers are atrocious. That's They're true, awful. but I also play mine a lot with. I just have super long cables, and or mm -hmm. I'm usually playing near my system, 
Yeah. So I just always keep it plugged in. Yeah, for me, um, because we're in the room that I have the 70-inch and, you know, me yeah, and my yeah, wife yeah. sit in the back, um, even some of the long cables are not enough. So when yeah. I want to sit next to my wife playing the game, I have a hard time doing so. Right. Uh, this is a solid A. In fact, yeah. I would say this is probably the top of the A. Yeah. I had a hard time not putting it in S, but I would say if it belongs anywhere, it's A. Yep, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. Next one. Oh, it's funny. Megavision's just left, but uh, yeah, PlayStation One, baby. To, yep, PlayStation One. Um, it's let's, probably my favorite console. Let's just say I traded an N sixty four in for a PS One. <laughs> the like the PlayStation for me is so important because it was my RPG machine. Um, yep. Everything that came out from Square and Enix. Um, you know, you got the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy series. You got Legend of Dragoon. You got Xenogears. You got Chrono Cross. You got Vagrant Story. You have Street Valiant Fighter Games. <laughs> uh, you got Valiant Heart. You have uh, God damn. There's just so Symphony many RPGs. You have Symphony of the Night. You have Metal Gear Solid, which is yeah, one of my favorite fucking Side series game. ever. Yeah. Like Metal Gear uh, Solid espionage, is up there. Espionage games. You're really not ju- not even suit. just espionage. Like Metal Gear Solid is in my top five for IPs ever. Also, that was really cool too, because like you had they even did hardware things where mm-hmm. with Psycho Mantis that yeah. if you had your memory card, he could read. He's like, oh, you like to play Legend of Dragoon, and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, it had great fucking uh first party support through or second party support through Naughty Dog, and uh, I don't know if Insomniac was around at that point, but. It had it had Spyro, it had Crash, Crash. Bandicoot, yep. it had Tomb Raider through Eidos, yep. um, Tekken uh, Three. It had great fighting games like Guilty Gear. The first Guilty Gear came out, and that changed my fucking life. Yeah, the controller uh, uh, when it implemented the analog controller, the PS One controller is super super solid. Well, after they were yeah, the analog controller. Yeah, not the, not the first one, not the not first, the first one, one. The, not the, the first second one. one. I own both of those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, and one. I would say that the 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 PS One controller the one that's like that's like yeah, shade of pink a, yeah 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 that one is definitely the the best of them all now i will say there are like we have both recently gone back and played some of these rpgs and i think it's just we're not going to factor in like now how we're like we just don't have time for them because mm-hmm. that's just the that's just the that's just our lives that's how it happens when you get older yeah. We're going to we're looking at this like back in the day where we had all the time in the world. The only thing you had to worry about was possibly chores and getting your homework done. But once the weekend came around, yeah, that's that's where I was at. It's over, man. I like I'm there until like two o'clock in the morning. We got like it was this and like watching Toonami for me. That was about it. The only that reason was I life. Stopped, the only thing I stopped playing my PlayStation one to do was watch Toonami and eat or go take a shit. Yeah, and then at that point I was also still playing games because I had like a <laughs> SP or a Game Boy with me, like so yeah. it didn't stop. So uh, I am gonna say, like, I think I we're gonna be on the same page with this one. I'm putting this S. I'm putting this as as S as well. Uh, you had your Resident Switch. Evil games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it behind Switch. That works. Yeah, definitely behind Switch. PS One's a good system. PS One, uh, God system. Next, we have a whole bunch of Sega systems that I've only okay. seen about so, one of. <laughs> so we can do this two waves. Okay. We can have it all as one, or we can split them up by its peripheral. Because here's the thing about the Genesis. The Genesis came out in 88, 89. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they really hit hard with older 
uh, teens and young adults. Yeah, you got the blood and the more, with, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a very mature console. Um, the When they came out with the, the Super Nintendo, they were th- starting to think about coming out with a new console. And, you know, there was talks about the Saturn. Well... They, I think it was like Sega of Japan was just like, well, why don't we have like an in-between? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they came out with the Sega CD. Uh, and the Sega CD was like trying to like start the way for CD-based games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that that was a pretty solid um, peripheral for them. Okay. All right. So before you start getting – because I know you got a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. Let's just do them separately. Okay. I we'll think do that doing separately. it separately is better. It's um, because we you have a lot of different things, a lot of peripherals that make it good or bad. Yep. So so the first one, let's say, well, let's this actually is, let's let's move these around. Okay. So, so let's start with the first one, which is the base. Okay. The base. So let's kick it off with the base. Um, the Sega Genesis uh, is an A. Yes, I will it's, put that as an A too. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. It's got Shinobi 3, it's got Gunstar Heroes, it's got Streets of Rage 2, Castlevania Bloodlines, which is arguably the best Castlevania in the series. Not my favorite, but it's this up is, there. This is just the mini conversation again. This is the mini conversation <laughs> all over again. If you look yeah. at the Sega Genesis Mini, you'll know why it is an A-ranked system. Yeah, um, I would uh, put we... it in front of the Dreamcast. Me, okay. personally, that's that's where I put it. I'm fine with that. Let's just, uh, let's just shotgun these real quick, mm-hmm. because we do have a lot left. Yes. So. Uh, after that, uh, we have the Sega CD. Sega CD, I like the Sega CD because the RPGs that came out for it were really fucking good. You have your your Dark Wizard, your Popful Mail, the Lunar series. I yeah. Don't, I never even Shining Force CD. Um, Sonic CD is a beloved game. I personally do not like Sonic CD. I'm in the minority with that. Mm-hmm. Um... You also had Snatcher, which is a fantastic game by uh, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I'll eventually replay it. Um, it's so good. And for its time, it's... Ugh! That's really all I can say about it, man. That's all I can say about it. It's so good. Um, yeah. However, there was a lot of shovelware for the mm. CD, in my opinion. I The CD came out with re like ports and remakes of established Sega games just so that you can have that better sound quality. Do I think it rates it? No, I don't. Um, right. There was, and I love the CD. I have uh, a version one Sega CD. I have a version two Sega CD. I have the CDX. I have the fucking JVC XI. I've got Connor. four CDs and like two of them that are on the fucking high end. Um, Connor says Night Trap. <laughs> get that out of here. Hey, Night Trap isn't a great game, but it did start the ESRB. It helped with the ESRB, yes. Um, however, at the end of the day, I have to put this in C. I think that it is... I got no input, so whatever you say goes. Yeah, uh, I would put this in the C. I would put it in front of everything so far. In front of the Jaguar? I would put it in front of the Jaguar. I do, okay. I do think that for the games that came out, I think that they are stronger than the Jaguar. Cool. Uh, finally, and I might get some hate for this, especially from the Megavisions crew. Um, the 32X, I do not like. The 32X was, okay. they heard about the N64 coming out, and they were just like, okay, we're going to do the Sega Saturn. And then some asshole over at Sega of Japan was just like, and we'll do a 32X. And we they all turned around and was just like, what? And it's like 32X. <laughs> and, intent, and Sega of, of America was just like, that's a bad, don't do that. It's a bad idea. 
And Sega of Japan was like, 32X or you're fired. So oh, <laughs> 32X came out. And it's impressive, okay, yeah. for a 16-bit console trying to jump up to 32 uh, it's impressive. However, when you look at the games that came out for the 32X, it's just like, this is a really nice 16-bit console. You had your Virtual Fighter, which was crazy because you had 3D on the Sega Genesis. You had Doom. You had Knuckles Chaotic, which is the most confusing Sonic game in the goddamn world. That's the one I where they're st- holding the rings, right? Yeah. I still don't understand that game. I but don't. But you got such good mascots for the Sega they, got- they they grabbed the dumpster bin mascots and were just like, let's put all these fucking characters in the game because they're never going to get used and someone's no. got to collect a royalty check. So it was Knuckles and his merry crew of fucking shitbags that nobody cared about, right? The, 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 the gator was cool. Sure, oh. dude. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Sure, whatever. Uh, and, I mean, it had virtual racing. Uh, D. This is a D. <laughs> All right, where at? destroy it. Uh, fucking put it behind the 3DO in front of the Philips. Like everything goes in front of the Philips from this point on. So right there. Yeah, right, All right there. I I don't know the next three, four either. <laughs> uh, in order, we have the Sega Master System. We okay. have the Sega Saturn. Okay. We have the Sega SG One Thousand, and then okay. we have the Sega Mark Three. I would recommend for this next one, let's start with the SG-1000 because it came before all those other ones. Um, The SG-1000 is a D. The SG-1000 was Sega's first attempt into the console market, and it got railed. It was. It was. I put it in front of the CDI or CDO Um, or whatever it is. That's that's a good place to put it. Okay. Um, it it was not good. So. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. The SG-1000 <laughs> had, like, these these little cartridges. And the thing about this SG-1000 is that it was only available in Japan. And I think there was a few spots in Europe where it's available. So it's a very rare console. Um, the problem was that anything that the SG-1000 did, Atari and Nintendo did better. Um, it was underpowered. It was weak. They need to have a lot of peripherals for the SG-1000 in order to make it look and sound better. Um, it's, it was just a bad, there's not really a whole lot to say. Some decent games for it was like, uh, Galaga, Load Runner, Flicky was on there. Um, fucking Flicky. (laughs) You give me shit about bringing up penises all the time, but every fucking podcast you bring up Flicky somehow. Uh, Monaco GP and Zaxxon. So those were like the big games for it. I think that it either also can take, uh, Sega My Cards or there was a peripheral for that. But we'll get that a, l- a little more into it with the next console that we talk about. So that's really, okay. like, bottom tier shit. The okay. next one, I'm going to say put these two together, and that is the Sega Master System and the Sega Mark Three. The Mark okay. Three is the white console. Now, the Mark Three came out first, um, and the Sega Master System came out as an upgrade. It was kind of like the, the Mark Three 2.5 uh, or the okay. Mark 3.5. So, so these are going to be – wherever we put one of these, that's where the other one's going to go to. Exactly. Okay. Um, I love the Sega Master System. I think that they really captured the the arcade feel okay. um, where Nintendo kind of like lacked in that area. I felt that the light games were better. Um, it had it, – it has both good versions of Sonic the Hedgehog. That is non-Genesis. So in case you didn't know, um, 
there were two versions of Sonic the Hedgehog that came out. Okay. And these games came out after the Genesis release. The Sega Master Systems version came out. Um, they also were ported to the Game Gear. Now, the problem oh, that I have with the yeah. Game Gear versions is that the resolution was so bad that I feel that those games are unplayable. But when you play it on the Sega Master System, it, like, completely changes the game. It's Those games are actually very, very good. I had, I owned a, like, I know we have it on the list, and we'll go mm-hmm. over it, but I owned a Game Gear for a very short time. <laughs> yes. Um, the Sega Master System and the Mark III were able to play my cards. You had F-16 Fighting Falcon. You had Hang On. You had My Hero. Um, now, the, the Mark III, in order to compete with the NES, you had to buy a lot of peripherals for that as well. And one of the most important ones was the FX chip in order to get the better sound quality coming out. That all changed with the Sega Master System because all that shit was built into it. And, I mean, you have Space nice. Harrier. You have R-Type. You have Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, which is another really solid action RPG. I've just and been hearing the Wonder Boy series is good overall. The Wonder Boy series is outstanding, and I'm they glad that— They have that new that, one that came out for the Switch, too. Yeah, I'm glad that that's starting to—and it, it's unique. It's 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 a new game. It's not a remake. Like, the other one, uh, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap for the Switch, that was a remake of the old one. Okay. Um, but the new one is standalone. I watched it's, I watched some people speed running it, trying yeah. to test it out and stuff, and it looked yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's solid, outstanding game. Um, and then finally, Fantasy Zone, the game that you thought that you played on the NES. With Shut up. Opa Opa. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. We all make mistakes. Um, I could, I gotta look into it because, like, <laughs> I know I'm not crazy. I know I'm not. Cra- okay. Well, I know I'm not as crazy as I think I am. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's it's all it's okay. Don't virtually pat my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this you in son B. Son of a bitch. I'm putting this in B. I think that B is a good place to put both the Mark III and the Sega Master System. Okay. You said B anywhere particular. Uh, well, oh, well, guess- just behind the Xbox One. Okay. And the next one is the Saturn, I think. The Saturn, I have a love-hate relationship with. I used to. You showed me a lot of cool games of this. I did show you a lot of cool things, and the thing is, I, I used to talk mad shit about the Saturn until I discovered imports. The imports are what makes the Saturn. There's a lot of really good English title games, but they're just so fucking expensive. Um, I mean, Panzer Dragoon Saga is seven hundred and fifty dollars easy. Uh, Burning oh. Rangers is two to three hundred dollars. That's such a good name. <laughs> yeah, um, Mega Man Eight is like I think it's like three hundred bucks in the U.S., but it's eighty dollars to pick it up for the the import. Is it better on that system than it is on PlayStation One? Yeah, the the definitive version for any game that came out on both the PlayStation One and the Saturn, people lean towards the Saturn. Really? Because of the sound quality. The How Saturn much do these was systems run. Uh, you can get a Sega Saturn for about 150 bucks, uh, maybe bad. even a little bit lower. Um, I would recommend you get both an American one and a Japanese one. But when you look, when you play Symphony of the Night, the music for Symphony of the that Night that came out it's there like, too. Yeah, Jeez. it's like night and day, dude. You're opening like I like I'm I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the Saturn is just a solid fucking console. Uh, I would put that as a B as well, only because its downfall was significant. Yeah. Are um, you and are you driving to too many games? You're not far from there, are you? I'm driving. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I would say bring one of these. I want to see some of this, some of these games. I don't know if you want to bring it. I don't even know if we can hook them up to a hotel. Never mind. We we'll can't we'll see what there. happens. We'll see. Yeah, what I would. I'm very interested in this. Like, I would like to. I didn't know that because I love PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I've always heard like Sega Saturn. And everyone like even Maximilian dudes like Sega Saturn's great. All these Sega Saturn's like, great. And Sega Saturn like, because they they had really solid fucking arcade titles, and then the games that they shared with PlayStation and Sega Saturn. I mean, I lean towards the Sega Saturn side because okay. the sound what quality I can do is and then the, after, the engine in general. At, yeah, the sound quality. After this, what I'll do is uh, after the podcast, I'll actually go on YouTube and see, listen like side by side comparisons mm-hmm. and see. So, cool. Uh, so, where are we gonna put this baby? I am putting that in B. Behind... I think it's, it's a B, and I put it behind the Xbox. So ahead, up front, in front of the master systems. Yep. Okay. Uh, and. Titanium Dragoon Neo, Connor, my friend, you are wrong. Well, you for are, audio listeners, wrong. tell him why he's wrong. Because <laughs> he's like, no, Nocturne in the Moonlight is inferior, and that is on a the false sa- on the Saturn sta- version on the I Saturn, guess. and that is a wrong statement. And we're just gonna keep it moving. <laughs> All right, next one. I'm I'm taking this next one. That's fine. Go ahead. This is an it. automatic S tier for me. Okay. This is a Super Nintendo. Yes. Super Nintendo is my favorite system ever. Okay. It is my favorite. It has my favorite games on it. So let's just run down it. Uh, my favorite game on Super Nintendo is Mega Man X. I can play that and will play that multiple, multiple times over and over again. Okay. You have X2, which is still, I haven't played it as much as X1, but X2 is a solid fucking sequel. Mm-hmm. You also got X3, which I haven't played a whole lot of, but it's still good. Uh, you also have your Super Mario RPGs. You've got... Or, you have RPGs in general. Like before yeah. the PlayStation, the Super Nintendo was the RPG machine. Breath of Fire. Like yeah. you've got uh, Final Fantasies. Yep. You've got all that stuff. Like I just love the Super Nintendo. But I feel like you're not going to agree with me. <laughs> um. So the Super Nintendo is high for me. It is not an S tier. Um, I am not in love with the Super Nintendo like many other people. Um. And I think part of that is because I owned a Sega Genesis, but on the same on the same flip side, what I play the Super Nintendo for, um, I think that Sony just does better. And it's unfair to say that because Sony the 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 PlayStation was a whole generation ahead. Yeah. I just don't have the connection with a lot of Nintendo Super Nintendo games that other people do. Um, I like so I hate many. Super Mario World. I hate that game. I think it's, I, I, I think don't. It's I like Super Mario Three more, but I like to, mm-hmm. I'll play Super Mario World. I love that um, game's great. I mean, I love Super Metroid. I love Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Link to the Past is great. Yes. You have Chrono yeah. Trigger, which is arguably the greatest RPG ever. Yeah. Um, you have F-Zero. You have a lot of really solid games. And then when you start going into yeah. the, the Star Fox that games, started. Yeah, you have Star, you Fox, Star Fox. I think that that Star Fox game is terrible. Yeah, the Star I think Fox, Star game Fox is 1 is. Goal garbage. I almost said yeah. gorgeous. It's gorgeous garbage. Um, <laughs> but even bad, when you look bad, at that. <laughs> role-playing games like you said you had breath of fire you have um the the fire emblem games if you did the imports yep there's there was just a lagoon the bahamut Bahamut lagoon Lagoon. you had yoshi's uh, island soul blazer terranigma yeah Uh, it's i'm putting it as an a i think it's a high a for me Mm. low s i can I, i guess i can see but for me it's it's a high a I, I think that my highness of how high I'm going to put it, I want to mm-hmm. put it on the S, will pull your high A up into the low S for, for that's and, and that's what it is. Like, yeah. if you put it as low S, I can I can deal. But okay, the thing I is, is that. that 
I think that there is a console that does everything that the Super Nintendo does and better. You think the PlayStation? So you think the PlayStation One would be better? That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm saying for the S tier, like Switch is going to be first. Yes. So, but so we'll get but to it. We'll get to it. There's a reason. But I'm why saying the Super Nintendo should it go behind PlayStation One or in front of PlayStation One? Behind. I, I would. Behind. If you're going to put Super Nintendo up at S, I'm going to put it at the tail end. I just I love the I love I love the American version. I love the. Uh, the Super Famicom version. I just loved so many games, and like I just remember playing it so much. Like that's where I played my. That's where I started my Harvest Moon journeys. That's where all that stuff. Like I. That's that's the Super Game Boy. I got to play my fucking Pokemon games on the big TV. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Like that's that's. I gotta put it there. So all right. So the next one is, oh PS Triple, PS Three. PS3. PS3 has no games, man. <laughs> PS3 you didn't has like no games. darkness. You didn't like. Uh... No, the darkness is great, but the darkness you you don't play it on the PS3. You play it on the fucking 360. I don't even know if the darkness had a release on the PS3, and if it yeah. did, it who cares? It's on the 360. I'm gonna say I will agree with you right now that the Xbox 360 was. I, even though back then that was my Sony, I was the Sony uh, fanboy. Mm-hmm. I bought games. You probably never heard of Warhawk. Yeah, I played uh, Warhawk. I played the shit out of some Warhawk. I played online nonstop. But if you were to ask me right now, name you a game that was exclusive to the PlayStation Three that you love, I can't really say it. Like Metal even Gear if you Solid try- Four, The Guns of the Patriots. I'm not as big as in Metal Gear Solid 4. I, 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 I understand. But um, that doesn't pull the weight. I don't think it pulls all the weight that it should. The The thing is, for me, um, everything that PlayStation 3 did, I think the 360 did better. Um, it's multiplayer. It's, this was like the big multiplayer yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the deciding factor when it comes to the 360. Now, I'm not a huge fan of 7th generation gaming. Um, overall, I think that the quality of games for the PS3, the 360, the Wii, um, for me, were not the same quality that you saw in the PlayStation 2, GameCube, Xbox area. There was so much garbage that came out on the Wii. There was a lot of garbage. There was just a lot of shovelware uh, across. Um, Now, yes, uh, Connor, Uncharted is great on the PS3. The Last of Us is great on the PS3. God of War 3. Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, which is a such a charming JRPG. Uh, DMC, Ratch- did, DMC came out, I think, for the PS3 first. Maybe. Like, um, but the Devil May Cry, so when we say DMC, we mean that DMC game. Uh Devil May Cry 4 came out, I believe, on both systems. Came out Well, DMC also came out on both systems as well. Yeah, that's and right. And I played DMC on the Xbox 360. Um, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a tower of games that I have set up right now to be able to stream with. The, mm-hmm. And the PlayStation 3 is not on it, but the Xbox 360 is. So. I the, the, the purpose that I think the PS3 serves is to... <laughs> It was the cheapest Blu-ray player. <laughs> it's the cheapest Blu-ray player. I worked um, at Walmart. I worked at Walmart when that came out, and people were like, "I want a Blu-ray player." I was like, "Buy a PlayStation Five for three. They're like, mm-hmm. "Why?" I don't want to play games. I'm like, "It's the same exact price as a Blu-ray player." And then if you ever do want to play games down the road, you can. Yep. Um, just overall, I don't think that the PS3 
was as strong. I think the storefront was terrible. I think the online garbage. capabilities were garbage. But it did have a really good set of games. Uh, the Resistance series is fantastic if anyone yeah. ever goes to play it. Resistance 3 is one of my favorite FPSs ever. It kind of gets um, put to the wayside, but those games were really cool. <laughs> those games were really cool. And I think that the purpose that the PS3 fulfilled was for those weird Japanese games. And I think that they capitalized on that on the tail end of the life cycle for the PlayStation 3. If you want RPGs, if you want weird RPGs, you Dragon got the Guard PS3. Three. <laughs> I fucking hate Dragon Guard, man. I can't stand that fucking game. But uh, overall, I think that the PlayStation 3 should be in a B slot. Yeah, because uh, at the behind. end, you started, you started getting those PS1, 2, like the PS1 mm-hmm. games were starting to come out on it, too. So, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I think the last game I did play on there was I have a Japanese account on my PlayStation 3 where I got, like, rival schools and all that stuff, too. Yeah, which didn't come out on the U.S. side for some fucking reason. It's bullshit. I will put it as a solid B as well. I think it's a B. Uh, where at in the B, though? I put it right now in front of everything. In front of everything? Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, I don't know what the fuck it is. That's a TurboGrafx-16. Okay. I love that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So NEC, which was, I think they were like a, an electrical engineering company. They decided okay. they wanted to throw their lot into the gaming market. Um, it's so good. It's so good. When you talk about like arcade games, yeah. shit was coming out for, it came out in between the 8 and 16-bit era. Uh-huh. Um you want to talk about solid arcade games? You want to talk about really solid-looking arcade games? Sega Genesis was known for the arcades, but the Turbo Graphics made it look better. The okay. version that they have for 1942, uh, Battle of Midway, is so fucking good. It is gorgeous. The, the music is great. It had fucking voice acting. Uh, yeah. The Bonk Adventure games, Bonk's games and shit like that. Those, those games, games are fucking weird. <laughs> I think they're awesome i no, love no, no. that shit I, when i say weird that doesn't automatically mean bad mm-hmm. like is weird in a good way yeah it has one of my favorite old school ninja games ninja spirit um it had a really good zelda clone in the form of newtopia castlevania rondo of blood yeah uh, that was really good <laughs> splatterhouse uh there is there's a I don't really own, i don't own this system but i do have a system that plays it <laughs> uh the legendary axe that's also a great fucking oh game. yeah 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 um, for me, as much as I love it, I still have to put it as a B. Um, I would put okay. this one behind the Xbox One X. Um, however, me personally, I have a strong affinity to it. Okay. Uh, let's try and shotgun these real quick because we are going into like almost hour two of it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. <laughs> um, uh, next one. Next one's a big one. Next one uh, made Nintendo millions of dollars yeah but the console's fucking shit uh the nintendo wii it is uh but i do remember that this was the one that i this was this and the game boy advance were the ones that i people wait i remember seeing lines waited for in black friday yeah i personally i was in that i so i when i was living in new york my dad's best friend took me out to manhattan because we were tracking this motherfucker down and there was one store that had it it was a big ass best buy and they had it for $50 above MSRP, which was bullshit, but we were willing to make that purchase. Yeah. And I bought Resident Evil 4, and I bought um, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, okay. The first Solid party, games. the first party, and some third party were great. I personally love the Resident Evil 4 version on the yeah. Wii. 
The Wii Sports uh, is really good too. Like, even I mean, though yeah, it's very Wii's, basic, the it's thing really is, fun. is that the Wii was the casual market bullshit. You know yeah. what I mean? You got your uh, Galaxy series too. Yeah, the the Super Mario Galaxy. You had uh, Metroid Prime Three, which was great. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Other other M. Um, <laughs> you had Xenoblade Chronicles, which is on my top five list of best JRPGs ever. Maybe RPGs ever as well. It's, um, it's just great. Uh, however, there was a shit ton of shovelware. They're so, so bad. It's so bad. You throw that to see. Just just get that shit out of here. Those fucking. Uh... Those fucking carnival game games, uh, all that shit. I'll throw it in C. Yeah, I'm definitely putting that in C. You want to put it above where we want to put it? I would put it in front of everything right now. Okay. It's really good, but the controls can be fucking like it was. Control, it was hit and miss. The controls Any, were so bad that they had to put a adapter at the bottom to stabilize it more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Any any game that utilized. Uh, the regular control scheme, like the classic controller, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think was decent. Right. That's a lie. That's that's not true at all. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Next one is the big old fat boy. Xbox. Uh, the Xbox. I am not a fan of the Xbox. I am personally uh, not a fan of the Xbox. I liked it because we had Halo 1 and Halo 2. We ha- we can't gloss over the fact that those were fucking game that changers. Is, that is true. The there is a series of games on the original Microsoft Xbox you cannot deny. You have Halo Combat Evolved, you have Star Wars Night to the Old Republic 1 and 2, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, Oddworld Strangers of Wrath, which if you haven't played that game, go play it. It's great. Yeah. It's yep. outstanding. Um, however, on a personal preference, um, I put this as a C because... That controller I, is rough. I actually don't mind the Fat Boy controller. I really don't. It fits my fat hands. It fits your fat it's, boy hands. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, I just think that overall with the quality of games during that time in my life, it was just not great. Um, I wanted to play I the was, PS2. I wanted to play the PS2 and I wanted to play the GameCube. I wanted GameCube for my sh- shitty childish fucking platformers and I wanted my PS2 for my RPGs. And I didn't feel that the Xbox facilitated those needs. So for that reason, I could see an argument to putting it up to B if someone had one. But we don't, and I'm putting that in C. I would put that uh, behind the N64. Okay. I can agree with that. Yep. Whoo, this next one's big. Uh, The Game Boy. Look, man, um, I'm not a big it, Game Boy fan. It ain't pretty. It's not It's not pretty. Um, but it did. It, it started a lot of shit. Yeah. It's... You had your Pokemons, you had your Wario Lands, Link's Awakening, Kirby's Even Dream Even the Mario Lands. and the Seven Coins, like, that game's good. Yeah. Like, that game is fun. Uh, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, which I think mm-hmm. is the the best-looking game on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just started an entire Tetris. revolution <laughs> as far as handheld gaming is concerned. It was yep. probably the weakest uh, fucking handhelds at the time when comparing it to the the Atari Lynx or the Sega Game Gear, but it was just solid. I would put this as an A. I would say it's a low A. Oh yeah. Uh I just also like the design. But the thing is the the thing is it started the foundation. And I recently watched a video uh where they were talking about I mean it's Did You Know Gaming's uh mm-hmm. Game Boy video. They're yeah. talking about taking like old quote unquote archaic technology and thinking outside the box with it. 
Yeah. And I feel like that's what started. The Game Boy started. Also, I know it looks – it's fat and ugly, but I love that when I'm holding one, it feels so good to me. I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. I just love it. So, yeah, I'll put it in a solid A. Yeah. I would say uh, A behind – either before the NES or behind the NES. I'm personally going to put it behind it. That's fine. Yeah. I have, I have no qualms about that. I don't know what the fuck this next one is. Uh, so that is a Turbo Express. The so I think it's really cool, but when you think about the console itself, there is there's little value. Um, the Turbo <laughs> Express is a portable Turbo Graphics 16 with a really shitty screen. It had it was backlit, but it wasn't good. It didn't save it. <laughs> no, it didn't save it. It devoured batteries. Like the average battery time for it was like three hours. That's that's, a, it. that's when we get to the Game Gear. I've got battery stories. So. Yep. Uh, poor resolution. It had a really bad problem with picking up dead pixels. Um, mm. You'll be you'll be lucky if you can find a Turbo Express that has a clean screen, okay. or you'll be lucky if it only has like five or six dead pixels. Okay. And with Obviously. a screen that small, it's a big fucking deal. All right. So where are we gonna put that one? I'm putting it in D. I'm putting right. it right in front of the Philips CDI. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead. We've got three consoles here. Did we put yep. these specifically here, or let's let's knock out the consoles, or do we want to do we want to keep going with the handhelds? Um, let's knock out the consoles real quick. All right. So first one, 360. 360 is an S tier. Yeah. Here's the reason why I put 360 in S tier. Um, even with the red rings of death. <laughs> even with the red rings of death, it had the superior online capabilities yep um it had during that time a lot of games were being made for the 360 and then ported over to the ps3 and when we're talking about that we're talking about uh oblivion we're talking skyrim Mm -hmm. mainly anything bethesda and ubisoft made you had your Um, uh not well i guess you had dead space games you mm -hmm. had your dead rising games you had fighting games like your Street Fighter? There's a few fighting games. You got Street uh, Fighter 4. That was a big I, one. I would say Street Fighter 4, I would prefer to play on the 360 over the the PlayStation 3. And I oh, think 100%. that it's solely because of the online capabilities. Yeah. Um, and it had one of my favorite RPGs of all time, Lost Odyssey. That game is so good. It's made by the uh, the same guys who I think he was involved in like Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. The uh, only thing I remember of Lost Odyssey is the, ch- uh, the commercial because it put uh, – feed your head that song it's like mm-hmm. feed your head and that's the only reason i remember lost odyssey <laughs> i don't remember seeing the commercial i think it was lost odyssey but i grew I up remember. without cable though so i i think that's yeah uh, i worked at walmart around that time and it played one of those trailers okay so and i remember that's when you, you had all the kids that had the fucked up necks because they were looking up to play the games <laughs> yeah um I'm, I, I am 100 fine with putting that in s tier i put that I didn't S-tier. own one I didn't own one as long as I owned a PS3, but I did play a lot more games there. I would put that behind the PlayStation. All right. I, I had wiggle room if, that I wiggled on, so I'll, okay. that you wiggled on, so that, I'll wiggle on some of that. Uh, what's the next console? Next console. This is a big one. This is PlayStation PS2? 2. That's, that's PlayStation also 2. an S tier. Yes, 100% an S tier. That's where my Monster Hunter career started. Mm-hmm. Even the ne- I had a I own a network adapter. From mm-hmm. the back of it, I every day we were like, "All right, let's log in on Tuesday. Let's see what's on sale." Like, 
I play the shit. I got all my Devil May Cry games. I've got oh god, so many. The There's... sheer number of JRPGs to come out now. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, it did bring the downfall of like Square and all the other JRPGs to go along with it. But it's still the games that matter. There are is fantastic. a lot of shovelware on it. There but is not a, as much. There is quite a bit. But even so, the PS2 was fantastic. I mean, yes. you had your GTAs. You had your Final Fantasies. You had, I mean, the shooters were, eh. Yeah. Um, you had your Ratchet and Clank. Um, you had Jack and Daxter. You know, those games were fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. personally. Tons would, of rhythm games. Yeah. Uh, Rez was great on it. I personally would put it behind the 360, but if you put it in front, that's fine. I don't care. I play the PS2 more. I think mm-hmm. I, PS2. What was it? It, it went in. Uh, they were making them for 15 years, or was that? Yeah, yeah. And then the network. 14 uh, years. The network just went down a few years ago, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it lasts like it's so good. I'll stay with that. Last console is the Wii U. The Wii U is, in my opinion, a C. And so the reason the why. Go ahead. The reason why the Wii U is a C. Um, it had terrible third-party support. Uh, yes. No, no games can be ported over to it, no. and the reason why it couldn't be ported over to it is because the the fucking uh, the engine required like when you were trying to move over uh, Watch Dogs and Call of Duty and uh, Darksiders Two, uh, it just was not compatible. It was no. choppy. Shit was running at 15 frames per second. And it breaks my heart to, to say that and see that because I love my Wii U. I think my Wii U is great. The first party games are great. The first party games are outstanding. You have the virtual Pikmin. games are great. Yeah. You have Pikmin 3. You have Bayonetta 2. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicle X was, you know, I think that's more of like my taste. It's an acquired taste. Same thing with Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, but it had wow. Super Mario 3D World. You had really good... Uh, indie game support on there too. My so. boy, the reason I bought this, it got me back into Monster Hunter. With Monster Hunter um, Ultimate? I remember trading in a lot. My, I had a huge DVD collection that was sitting there mm-hmm. doing nothing. I traded all of that DVD collection into a Hastings and I got a Wii U and I got uh, Monster Hunter 3 try, you know, 3U. Yeah. I put fly, 500 hours into that game. Uh, that brought me back into the Monster Hunter franchise. Yeah. Because that's the reason I bought it. Uh, but besides that, I mean, I was playing virtual games. It has a lot of Game Boy Advance and Super Nintendo games. It does. The, so, the virtual console is really strong on that. But that, it is not great. But it did set forth. It. I think this is what – I mean, this started the Switch. Yeah. Well, so, the Switch – the ideas for the Switch have been around for a while. But right. that said – um, Wonderful 101. I forgot about Wonderful that. Wonderful 101. Yeah. That Wonderful so 101 good. is a great game. There's yeah. just a lot of really good first and second party games for the Wii U, and that's why I feel so strongly about it. Right. So that's that's mainly why I put it where it's at. I say Wait, that it's you a, say, C. a C. It's a C. It's in front of the Wii. Um, yeah. But yeah. it can't be a B. It can't go no higher than a B. Yeah. We'll put it in front of there. All right, so that's it for the consoles, I think. Yep. Uh, so let's knock out, let's knock out these smaller ones. Uh, sure. um, what's this next one? That's the N gauge. That is the, the handheld console that was supposed to be a phone by Nokia. D. Uh, it's, it's like right, either right behind or right in front of the Turbo Express. It's terrible. 
It Turbo is so Express bad. Turbo is which one? Sorry. Uh, right next to the Philips CDI. Okay, yeah. We'll throw that in there. Yeah, the N-Gage. Let's, let's get through some of these shitty ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, Game Gear. <laughs> that's... That's a D. That's a D. Uh, it has one of my favorite uh, strategy RPGs, Shining Force 2, The Sword of Hyja. Yeah. Um, however, I can just play Shining Force CD on the Sega CD and get the same experience, but better. Uh, yeah. It had Super Monaco's GP. That was okay. It had Shinobi, but I can just play that on the, on the Sega Master System. Right. Uh, Dragon Crystal. I could just play that on the Sega Master System. Yeah. It had a two-hour battery life, and it <laughs> ate six batteries. The yeah, resolution for it was terrible. Like, no. It had a McDonald's game. <laughs> yeah. I would actually put the game gear higher, but you know what? I don't give a shit. That's fine. All right. That's all uh, fine. What's this one? What's this one right here? You're probably not going to see it for a minute, but the one in between the Game Boy Color and the 3DS. That is a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Ooh, that one's That good. is great. It had yeah. Sonic Pocket Adventure. It had SNK versus Capcom. Yep. Match of the Millennium. Uh, Metal, Gear, Metal Slug First Mission. It had Samurai Showdown 2. Uh, the Last Blade. It, the, the Neo Geo Pocket Color had really solid fighting games for a, a little small shit. Yeah. Uh, it had one of the best uh, 2D Sonic games for a handheld for a very long time, uh, up until this the Game Boy Advance. I would definitely put that. It, I put it under a C, but okay. it's a C with a caveat. It's I think it's really good. It just did not have the support. It didn't get the popularity, uh, and then SNK just eventually abandoned it. I would put it near the N64. Okay, in front of or behind? Behind. Okay, our C slot's getting pretty big. <laughs> uh, the C slot, at, uh, I think, levels off here. Okay, uh, there might be so one or two other things. Let's get—is this an Ouya? No. What, scroll down. What are you looking Sorry. at? Sorry, is this what is this? Uh, pull it up real quick. Okay, so that is the Nvidia Shield. Okay. Okay. The, the Nvidia Shield is a Android-based uh, console. Okay. Okay. Um, exactly what it sounds like the only thing that the the nvidia shield is really known for or useful for or anything like that is emulation there's ah. a version of the nvidia shield that goes onto the television and it is an emulator machine however if we're talking about like games unique to the nvidia shield that were made for the nvidia shield you take any fucking android based phone game yeah and then you you, you play that Okay, there is not many that are notable. D. Anything, uh, I'm putting it as a C, just because of the capabilities that the Nvidia Shield has. Like it's running in a, a Tegra One chip. It's it's strong. It's a strong little machine. Uh, yep. Let's hit these last three. Okay, so the first one on on the three. Let's go with the tail end, the very last one. That okay. is the Sony Xperia Play. That is also a phone hybrid console i didn't like the, any of those okay the only thing that's significant about the xperia play is that it had its own storefront for ps1 games that's it um so i d. put it as a d i put it at the tail end because it really didn't do anything special it was cool it feels better than playing a psp go however the support just was not there past uh, the no 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 the the sega philip cdi is trash okay it's it's the trash bin of the fucking tier list. All right, what's this last one here? The last one there is a Sega Nomad. It played uh, Sega Genesis games. That's it. Okay. Battery um, life is probably Garbo. 
I, I, you had to hook it up to the wall. <laughs> like <laughs> it took batteries. It's yeah. It took D battery. I think it took D batteries, but you had to hook it up to the wall in order for it to really work. That's a Jesus. D. Put it. Just put it in the front. Because it was in still a Sega Genesis. So in the front up here. Uh, like in front of everything. So yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, PSP Go. PSP Go. I don't think the PSP Go is as good as the regular PSP because I missed the ability to um, have my VMUs mm-hmm. or my UM, UMDs, UMDs or whatever it's called. Yeah, UMDs. Um, it's it's good for emulation. I would put that as at, at a C. I think the C is the appropriate place to put that. Okay, so it drops down. Yeah. So about there? Yeah. Okay. I think that's uh, fine. So let's hit the PSP because I feel like the Vita is a better system. Um, yeah, I think that the PSP does deserve to be in B though. Yeah, it 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 it, it, it has a solid roster. Things. Yeah, it ha- it's a solid roster of games, but I don't think that the the PSP has the clout that the Vita does. Not at all. So we'll put it at the tail end. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we've gotten everything kind of down to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start, let's move these in the times that they came out. So we'll put that there. Sure. This one came here. And I think, I think the PSP came out after the original 3D or the DS. Uh, they came around out around the same time. Okay. So let's get Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. I'm not high on the Game Boy Color. Um, I liked it cause I got to play my favorite Pokemon series, which is, uh, gold, silver, and crystal. Yeah. Like it had that. But I didn't um, have much more. It didn't, like, the the Game Boy Color was like a Game Boy 2.5. You know, it's their their mid-tier, or not their mid-tier, but it was like their half-season release. Um, it had four times the RAM. Um, it had better processing power. It had more access to different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even, even when you were playing, like, the uh, certain Game Boy games, different features will come out if you're playing it on a Game Boy Color. Um, right. That said... Um, it had one of the best 2D versions of Metal Gear ever, which is Metal Gear Solid. Um, it had Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons and Ages. It had tr- yeah. the Dragon Warrior games. Yep. And Shantae, which is stupid expensive for no fucking reason. Yeah. Um, I would put that at the tail end of B. I think that's where it's a good spot for it to go. Yeah. I think it's a bit. Be- you think it's better than the PSP? No. No. I do not. Okay. All right. Now, the advance. That's an S tier rank. That's an S tier for me as well. Um, and that's the reason why uh, I had the Super Nintendo at an A and not an S because pretty much all the great games for the Super Nintendo was released for the Advanced, sounded better, looked better, portable. Um, that's that's where I come down on it. Plus, it was really easy to mod that bitch. So I it was put- I waited in line for a Black Friday deal and I got one. Yeah. Like, my mom was uh, like, this is your Christmas present, so wait in line and get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The, the, uh, yeah, right in front Final of the Super Fantasy, Nintendo. Final I think, Fantasy Tactics Advance, man. Yep. That shit, I played so many hours of that, just laying in bed, draining mm-hmm. batteries. <laughs> yep. And it had a decent battery life, too. And then when yeah. the SP came out, like, Yeah, the you didn't put the screen. SP on here because I would say that the SP is ahead of the Advance. Mm-hmm. So the SP with the backlight, I still own that one. That shit is great. That shit yep. is like a fine wine, man. That yeah. shit is so good. Uh, let's do the DS. Okay, so here's my thing with the DS. Uh, Connor, I know that I see you in chat. Um, I half agree with you. 
Uh, I put the DS as an A rank because I okay. felt that as the DS evolved with its additional releases over time, it got worse and worse. I was not a fan of the DSi. I was not a fan of the DSi XL. I didn't really even like the, the DS Lite. The original I like the DS Lite because it had a brighter back screen. That's that, and that's thing. fine. Um, yeah. There's actually mods that you can use on the DS to make the, the backlight come out more. Um, the DS had Heart Gold Soul Silver, Mario Kart DS, which for me is the best Mario Kart ever. I played that. So there was a guy in my Japanese language class in high school that had one of these. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, Steven, uh, are you playing your DS right now? He's like, no, nah, man, here you go. And I'm just like, Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. No, we when I was a camp counselor every summer. Uh, it was like towards the end of the day, we'd all take out our DSs. And I, that was like, okay, now the kids can come play with me in like my world and shit like that. Yeah. We would all play Mario Kart DS. And I yeah. love the DS because you didn't need to have the game. Every As long as one person had the game, yeah. everyone there can you play. You had download play. Yeah. That is fucking awesome. It was. Um, and that's why I love that. I, I love this console. Uh, it had my favorite Castlevania game, Dawn of Sorrow. Kirby Superstar yeah. Ultra, The World Ends With You. It had great That is, Kirby Superstar Ultra is the better version. Yeah. It is real good. Um, it had, like, Final Fantasy III Remake. It had Final Fantasy IV Remake. Um, the DS is just solid. It had great, great fucking Sonic games. Elite Beat Agents. Elite Beat <laughs> Agents. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, uh, where are we going we gonna to put it in front of the Game Boy and NES? or? I think that it's in the middle. I think that it should be in front of the Dreamcast. Okay. In front of the Genesis, in fact. I think that it's okay. it's high up there. Get over. There we go. All right, we got two more. Next one, yep. PS Vita. I the love it. Vita, I want to love it. It was, I'll tell you right now, it was better than the 3DS. It was. I wholeheartedly disagree with you. That's fine, but this thing was great. Like the games it played in it, Japan, its resolution by one hundred percent is better yep. than anything that and was on. What the are you going to play on it? That that's what I was getting to. That's the problem is it didn't get the support it needed. It's got your weeb games. Don't I mean? Don't it get me wrong. It does have on that. the weeb games. Connor probably loves this thing, but mm -hmm. I also love it. But it's just it's very. I mean. I do play all my PS1 games off of it. I mean, I streamed on my PlayStation TV, which is basically just a home version of the Vita. But that's the problem that I'm getting into. The The PSP for the U.S. did not get the support that it needed. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on the, that. When, when we're talking games, and you, you, you buy consoles to play games, I was severely underwhelmed with the games that had come out for the PSP Vita. Yes, yes. Um, the Japanese games, great Japanese support whenever they felt like sending something right. over. But when we're talking about the actual content of the games, I think that it was severely lacking. Yes. I own three Vita games and I own mm -hmm. probably at least 30 DS games. And that's and that's the that's the thing I'm saying. I own 10 Vita games. I have 50 3DS games. It's yep. everything that, that that console was supposed to be a fucking killer. And it did not have It the could have been, too. It could have been. I'm not saying that the Vita is not a great console. You got great emulation support. It's got the PS1 games. It had some decent uh, emu um, indie titles that came it, out. It its had store support wasn't for bad. the PSP. Its store was great. I love the store on that thing. Yeah. I say it is the top of the D. I know that no one Ooh. else is going to fucking agree with me. Ooh, and that's that fine. Oh, man. It's that low. low. 
it's low. It's I would low. say because here's the thing: why should backwards compatibility? And I, it's a little hypocritical to say that because we talk about the significance of Virtual Console, but the point that I'm making here is that. That's all the Vita is. It's a big fucking virtual console for PS1 and PS Vita and PSP Go games. I don't I don't agree with that because I don't agree with that because we see that there are good games. So it's not the hardware itself. Mm-hmm. The hardware itself can play these games at these Vita games. Like Freedom Freedom Warriors, uh, yep. Persona 4 Golden, which is, again is just yeah, a port. Yeah, it's probably but, the best, but it's the best game on the fucking thing. It's not that I'm saying that there aren't good games for the Vita. I love my Vita. Persona yeah. 4 Golden, Gravity Rush, the the port of Final Fantasy X, Dragon's Crown, which is another port, yeah. uh, Ease 8, like Cremosa of Donna, which is, I don't know if it's a port, I think it might have originally came out on the Vita. Um, I'm not saying that there's not good games for the Vita, but for me, it is the weight of severe disappointment that puts it at D. If you want to put it higher, that's fine. I was going to say, we can't put it below the PSP Go. I can't I, I that. think that... But, like I said, I think that the support that the PSP had for the United States was far more significant than what the Vita had in the United States. That's true, but we also have things in the C, in the C tier that mm-hmm. didn't get very good support, but it's still there because they are overall good systems. That may be true. Like, for example, if we're going from the bottom on up, uh, in television, you don't have a lot of experience with that. It's kind of like right. the same same thing. The television dropped off after three years. And then indie games and smaller studios started making games for it and yeah. pushed the limitations. Uh, the PSP Go, we already talked about that. The NVIDIA Shield, again, there's not really a whole lot that the NVIDIA Shield has. It's yeah. all emulation, and you can make the same argument with that. I, um, I, I didn't think that the Vita was going to get us. <laughs> um, I didn't like think that I the said, Vita was going to be the like one that I said, would split us. <laughs> if you put the Vita higher... It's fine. I got it. Really fine. It's fine. It's okay. It will go in front of the television. I got to put it in front of the PSP Go. Put it in front of the Shield. All right, we can put it in front of the Shield too. I think it's, I, it's put it in front of the Shield. All right. Uh, last one. This is a big one too. 3DS. Okay. The 3DS. Uh, where did I put that? It was. It was relatively high. I don't know if it's. Um, I don't think it's S. It is. No. High. No. No. no it is not S. No, it's it is not, not S. S. Um, I put it as a B. War. I put it as a B. Um, I think it's in front of everything. The 3DS has great titles. It's got Mario Kart 7. It's got Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS. It's got Fire Emblem Awakening, Bravely Default, The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, the Mario games. Uh, I mean, It Sonic plays Generations DS games okay. as well. <laughs> it plays DS games, but it does not play like Game Boy games. It doesn't have much support for no. certain DSi games. The only reason I have my DS Lite still is just in case I want to play uh, advanced games. <laughs> yeah, because you need the backlight. Yeah. Um, I do think that as far as game quality compared from the DS to the 3DS, I think that the game quality at that time, the DS had more interesting games. The 3DS was kind of like the in-between of what we were going to start expecting from yeah. the Switch. I think with the 3DS, the the 3DS is a good DLC upgrade of the DS. Yes. Like, That's even when I first it, saw it, I was just like, is this just another DS? I, it didn't yeah. click with me that it was a new fucking console. Yeah, because I don't fucking – there might be some people that care, but I don't give a shit about the 3D. It's always mm. off whenever I yeah. play it. Yeah, the 3D is trash. But, and the virtual console is good. 
But the mm-hmm. reason that we rank it lower than the DS is because it didn't really push the boundaries. In my opinion, I yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. I could see it being a low A, but I, I put it down as a B. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Uh, get ready for – we're going to – I will uh, import this. I'm going to put it on the Scrubverse's uh, Twitter. Uh, get ready for a bunch of fucking backlash because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> There's going to be more people that disagree with us. That are, How the fuck did you put the fucking – Connor's already screaming at me because he he sent some bullshit saying, like, you're wrong about Castlevania, Sippy of the Night. Okay, man, that's fine. Yeah, so be on the lookout. That's going to be being put on the Twitter. I'm going to save that. Uh, We didn't do weeks yet. Do we want to do weeks? There's No, I completely fucked that up. It was supposed to be weeks and then this. If you would have said anything, no one would have known. No one would have known, but we're just going to put it out there that I'm fucking trash at my job. All right, let's switch back. We're going to go back to this view. So let's go do weeks. Uh, is it my turn this week? I think it's my it turn It is this your week. turn to kick it off. My major events that happened this week. It was a quiet week, really. Uh, if you were in my stream, I believe, Monday night. It could have been Tuesday night. I think it was actually Tuesday night. I had a lot of hardware failures. It hurts me. I heard. Yeah, uh, H2O was there. Uh, Retro Freak died on me. I heard. Getting a fatal error that I cannot Google the fatal fatal error and find anything on it. That's yeah. insane. But but the the silver lining in this is I contacted Cyber Gadget, which is the creators of the Retro Freak, and they said that any systems that they have in the United States, their their warranty doesn't cover it. So it's only systems that are in Japan. But Play Asia, I'm super glad I bought it through Play Asia. They mm-hmm. have a they have pretty good warranty on systems, and I'm working with them sending some videos back and forth on the fate on the errors and hopefully i haven't gotten a final decision on what's going to happen yet but i'm going to email them i can't email them on the weekends no one fucking is at the office on the weekends yeah uh but i'll talk to them later this week to see where we can do and hopefully get another system in or get a refurb or something like that because i still even though it died on me i still love the retro freak yeah so it it you can go back and watch my vods for mario rpg and mario rpg looks great on that my external hard drive died that had all of my streams on it too. You're having a really bad week with hardware, man. It was it was rough, man. Like I don't know if it's died or if I'm just I maybe might be the power supply or something like that. I still got to mess with it. Uh, I am gonna buy. I found a eight terabyte one that uh, I'm I'm I am gonna find an I found an eight terabyte one that I'm gonna buy. And I'm also my computer has been on the fritz. It's just super fucking slow. I think it's my solid state. My mm-hmm. solid state is probably at five or over five years old, so it's probably going out. Yeah. But I'm gonna get pick me up some more of those, and then also my eight my R RCA to HDMI video converter box. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, this, that's this sucks, fucking man. thing. This uh, that, I, that right there. Uh, I walked up to it because on that night that the retro freak died, I was like, man, I want to play Snowboard Kids two because I love Snowboard Kids two on the N sixty four, but. Uh, when I walked up, the power light was flashing in a rhythmic fla- flashing. So I unplugged mm-hmm. the power supply and I plugged it back in and then it was a solid light, but I'm not getting anything. Right. So I got to do some more research on it. So otherwise this was only like 35 bucks so I can buy another one. Yeah, that's, that's not, not too bad. bad. No, that's not too bad. I think the problem was I kept it plugged in when, even when I wasn't using it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it fried it over time. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we... It may not be related, but we've had issues where if the power supply inside the actual um, device mm. was not strong enough to to keep like the connection from the console to the television right. or whatever input 
bullshit, um, it would die out. So I had a situation where I had an external hard drive hooked up to my Nintendo Wii U, um, and just over time, the the Wii U just died. The, oh, the wow. or the 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 external died. Okay, okay. And it wiped the entire memory and storage on the Wii U. Ouch. Damn. Yeah. So I, usually when it comes to shit like that, I would say. Anything that is an in-between, if it's like a big meaty motherfucker, I would go ahead and see if there's one that had its own unique power supply for it. Yeah, the thing is we just live in that time and age where you can just leave things, everything on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to, we forget that not all this is meant to be left on all the time. So yeah. uh, if I do that's not the that's not the case for the retro freak. That thing doesn't mm-hmm. stay on all the time. That's a fatal error code that I don't even think they have seen yet. Right. Uh, but the external and this video converter box, uh, if when I do purchase new ones, I won't have them plugged in all the time. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we almost completed Mario RPG. <laughs> you were we at got, the end. I was. It would have taken one more night. That game, I love it, but it is very, very easy. Like yeah. I could, if I streamed for like ten hours, I probably could have beat it in one night. Baby's but, first RPG. Yeah, it's a good. Like that's the thing. It's not a bad RPG. It's just very. It's like I said, and this is something I say, it's like it's like when you want, not so much now because everybody has a smartphone, but back when the smartphones were first getting big, mm-hmm. uh, the iPhone I recommended for people that were not very, like, didn't want more out of their phone. Like, because the iPhone does put block it, like, it lets you do things, it's very user friendly, but if you right. want to do anything extra to where you want to, like, you got to do everything with it, especially back in the day. It might be different now because I haven't owned an iPhone in forever. But it was very like, this is how you got to do it, and you're going to play by our rules. Mm-hmm. No, and me, a young, a young Corey, I was like, fuck your rules. So that's when I switched over to an Android system. Mm-hmm. But that's what I feel like. Uh, this is very good to start off if you never played an RPG before. Yeah. So definitely play that. Uh, man, I have learned a lot about video editing this week. <laughs> yes. I have worked hours upon hours to where, what was it, Friday? I was very stressed. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just like, you all right, man? I was like, yep, having some whiskey. And if you know me, I have, ever since I've been losing the weight, I don't drink that much because drinking alcohol, even though it probably, it most of the time, especially whiskey, doesn't have hardly anything in it, it does impede the weight loss process. Yeah. So, but I was learning Adobe Premiere after effects and luckily you showed me filmora yeah. filmora is super again we're talking about baby's first blank mm-hmm. filmora is really good but also there are a lot of other things in adobe premiere so a little story is when i was doing the clips for this week's uh podcast or last week's podcast i had a very good clip for that rendered in about five minutes and then i wanted to pull that like you saw it it was a really cool effect of that tractor beam thing in the middle but we we found a new thing for the stream that looks really nice but I put that effect in there, and it went from five minutes to two-hour render time <laughs> for a three-minute clip. That has like, to be. I got, like, it's got to be dumbassery on my side. It, it has it, it has to be not pulling from the GPU. It has to be pulling from the. I CPU. looked it up, and it was. So it was, it was pulling from the GPU. It said it was. I don't know. I like I said, there are there are classes in college that teach you Premiere and Adobe shit. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to jump in. And maybe I'm just like, I don't fucking know. So I, I'm sticking with Filmora. Filmora's giving us the good stuff. I like it. Yeah. I paid $60 and got a lifetime membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is now I think I want to put it on my PC as well, but I think that lifetime membership is only for one PC. I think so too. So I might be, I might not be able to do any video editing on my, my laptop, but that's fine. 
it will live. Uh, but yeah, gonna be working on that. I've taken upon a lot of more risk, but not not so much like you. You're not like you're busy. We're both busy, but it's just something I want to learn is the more video editing. And you're like, yeah. that's fine with me. So. Uh, the other thing, too, is something I wanted to bring up. It's not really news, but we did get a new World of Warcraft cinematic. Okay. And the reason that I brought this cinematic up, it's called Safe Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because I don't know if Blizzard – I talked to my buddy about it, but I won't go into detail about it. But I don't know if Blizzard has hit the emergency button yet because this cinematic is Sarfang goes to find Thrall. I don't know if you know much about World of Warcraft, but Thrall – I do not. I, I know a little bit about it. Well, Thrall left because Thrall is the original war chief of the Horde. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was able to do it, and people followed him and all that stuff. But he decided to leave because he just, you know, midlife crisis. That's what it is. He wanted to have a family. He didn't feel like his family was safe in the Horde and all that stuff. But ever since he left, the Horde has gone to shit. It's gone real bad. Like, we had Garrosh as the war chief, and that turned in terrible. Uh Vol'jin was fine, but Vol'jin was cut down really early during the Legion campaign. Now Sylvanas has turned it; it's just a bloodbath. Sylvanas is the one that like burned the tree. Yeah, and, she, yeah. she Yggdrasil and all that stuff. Yeah, she burned everything, and she's basically just killing everyone that doesn't agree with her. She all she's going crazy. Uh, the cinematic's really good. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Go watch it. It's called Safe Haven. Uh, this is where Blizzard excels is uh, their cinematics and stuff like that. They always have. Their cinematics have always looked good. But it looks like our boy Thrall is coming back. And, again, it won't make me play the game. Like, yeah. I don't, I think I'm done with WoW. Like, I've got too much going on in my life to be able to, like... But right, lore-wise. Lore-wise, I'm still very in it. Because yeah. I love reading. My first book that I read for World of Warcraft was uh, for the Horde. It was the rise of the original Horde. We mm-hmm. didn't get this Doctor Who time shit where we got two different hordes. Right. But we got the original horde. I love that book. That book is fantastic. The first three books, it was uh, I think all three of these books were written by Christy Golden. For the Horde, and then the first two books that go over the invasion of Azeroth from the Horde. Mm-hmm. So basically, World of Warcraft 2 and its expansion. So those books are very, very, very high up on my totem pole. I would very much recommend reading those books. But they hit the old shit button. So maybe they're just like, we got to bring... Or maybe this... Again, I bring it up every time. Maybe someone saw this four years ago and was like, I got a plan. We're going to make people hate us. <laughs> because okay. if you look at World of Warcraft now, you're like... There was always that time where World of Warcraft did not have a good side or a bad side. It was like... It was very... You just wanted to be on the Alliance or the Horde. Right. You look at it now and you're like... The Horde are bad. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> like, that's the meme that came out. It was like, we just killed, slaughtered a bunch of children. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> but, I, yeah, I'm excited to see what that comes from. Uh, that's basically it for my week. I have narrowed down some tattoo ideas. So uh, Yeah, you were sharing them earlier. Yeah, I'm going to go over that more when we talk about what's upcoming in the week and all that stuff. But short and sweet to the point, that's my week. Cool. Um, I am heavily depressed i am heavily depressed because my buddy sent me a text message on monday Mm. it's monday okay um now you know what i'm talking about i thought you were legit depressed i was like what (laughs) this is depressing it is feel my pain um he texted me he was like hey man i i'm sorry i didn't hit you up 
I don't know why I didn't hit you up. I've known about this for about four months. Um, Slayer's final tour. Yeah, it's 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 hitting it's hitting Maryland, and that's the closest venue to us. Oh, really? When is it? Oh, it's 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 tomorrow. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm just saying, man. If I lived close to you, I would have babysat for you. Uh dude, like fuck, man. I am so. They were playing with a Monomarth, and they were playing with Lamb of God. And I'm not that high on Lamb of God, but Amonomarth is a really, really good Viking death metal band. Uh, most people have probably heard of them. They're they're pretty much mainstream. If if nobody has realized yet, I am a pretty hardcore metalhead. We were talking about this earlier. Our in, metals are different. Yeah, like we're both metalheads, but we're in a subreddit. <laughs> there is this um, there's this fucking tier list that descends lower and lower. And then like up the high tier, you have like your regular metal, you have your heavy metal, your, it's the tier your list you made a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. Oh, okay. um, it's like saying like what level metal head you are. And the lower you are, the more of a fucking right. piece of shit you are. And like the bottom, there's like noise and grind core and shit. I'm down there. Right. I listen to all the weird shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but still Slayer, like, momentous band like legendary band fucking one of the yeah. big four and it's their last show <laughs> rain of blood fucking god damn i would have given anything to go see them but i can't i can't take my son with me he's three you could have n- n- no <laughs> no do not make me go back on this <laughs> i feel like you had an internal track. struggle with this you're like they did is it, I did. I got to start him young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did have an issue with that, but nonetheless, um, it was really unfortunate. I also, I only picked up one game this week. Um, I'm probably going to pick up a second game, but it's not going to be this week. Um, I picked up Klonoa 2 for the PS2. Uh, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, so Klonoa Door to Phantom Isle is a relatively hard to find and expensive PS1 game. It's a platformer. It's very cutesy. They tried to copy off of the Sonic the Hedgehog series a little bit. It's not that it's fast, but in design-wise. Uh, Klonoa 2 is a really gorgeous game when you think about it. It's cel-shaded. Um, it just refines everything that Door to Phantom Isle was. It's, right now, it runs about like 60 bucks. So, I mean, yeah, it's nothing bad. nothing too special. It's not that bad. Um, I've been playing Dual Hearts, which is the game that I picked up last week. It was like that Square Enix Zelda-esque looking game. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That game is weird. Is it? That game is super weird. It's It's got a little bit of the puzzle dungeon crawling of Zelda, mm-hmm. but its combat system is so bare bones. Wow. First off, your hitbox to get hit is huge. Super huge, oh, but for that. you to fucking hate hit the other enemies, tiny. it's really really tiny. So like I have to get in there and try to get back, and it, sometimes it doesn't fucking matter because the enemies are gonna hit me. Mm-hmm. It's got a it's got a really obscure uh, dodge mechanic in there, uh, and it works only half the time. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, I started playing Pillars of the Earth. Uh, Pillars of the Earth is kind of like a Telltale game but it's based off of a, a book or a series of books by an author i don't remember the name of uh sorry um but it's really interesting it takes place in england during the middle ages you start off playing as a catholic priest he is like 
the head of certain of a certain monastery and he comes to this new monastery to like visit the prior there or the the headmaster there mm-hmm. you find out that he committed suicide and while you're there you find out that the prior prior james that's the guy who committed suicide he says that i want all of my documentation and books to be burned delete my history delete Rosa. my internet history and the character that you play he's just like are you fucking serious you're yeah. fucking retarded no i can't let you do that and everyone's convinced they gotta let him do that it's like a point and click action adventure. You have to go around, do certain things to gain the support of the cast around you. And then you turn the tides, but your decisions drive future events further down the line. So it's kind of like a mix between Monkey Island and The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it's it's good. There's some other characters in it. It's a very integrated story. There's five main characters that you play as and like the story weaves itself together. So I'm really interested in seeing how that goes on cool start playing dragon quest 11 it's a dragon quest game never it's played great. One. uh you need to they're I great do. games um i've only gotten into the very beginning but you know it's cool. a drop in the bucket uh my sega saturn may be dead i was talking to uh scotty from mega visions we were talking about it. i'm going to see if it's my av cables but if it's not then it's the audio output and that really sucks what that means is that i have to then go out and purchase a um two new sega saturns or i mean could you open up the board and solder it i am not that good at it oh, i don't okay. know much about it i could try I, can try. I have nothing to I lose. I mean, it's already it's broken. broken. It's already <laughs> broken, so I have nothing to lose but to try right. to fix it. But if it's not fixable, mm-hmm. if I can't repair it, um, I'm just not going to go the route that I did. I put a mod in there. It's a region lock mod um, on the back end, and I flip a switch. If I want U.S. games, I flip it down if I want Japanese games. That's pretty cool. It, it is cool. However, I'm afraid that that modification on the board fucked up the audio or the uh, the video feed. So if it turns out that I just don't get anything anymore, I am going to just get a Japanese Saturn and American Saturn. And that'll that'll be it. There you go. And then finally we kicked off Horde of the Dragon Queen. Nice. Uh, very nice. We're only at the very beginning. Basically the setting is These are uh, level five characters or level fifteen characters? Level one. Level you are one. Level characters. one. Okay. So the way that Horde of the Dragon Queen operates is there's the milestone style where after each chapter you go up a level i'm not a fan of that i prefer counting the combat experience and then you level up that way what i'm allowing my characters or my players to do is that they can create three separate characters and they can swap them out at any time so if they feel that for their next chapter they don't think that their thief is going to be optimal for it they can swap it out and get a berserker or not berserker a a barbarian or they can go get a wizard so everyone has their own party they have it's kind of like they have their own party but they can only use one at a time and if that character dies they don't show up until the end of the chapter where I would have had that new character show up. Right. The way that it's working in this world is that we, with the last modules that we've played, um, there is now a guild, a guild of, you know, various characters. And it's all the characters that they have played falling under, you know, the guild master, which is my old character. Mm -hmm. The storyline that I've built is that there are different 
gang attacks or different uh, robberies that are going around all these different towns, villages, and cities. You have to go out and go investigate. There's one major one happening in Candlekeep, uh, which is way down in the south. They can't reach it because they can't get past Baldur's Gate. So they have to take the long way, which is like a two-month fucking adventure anyway. While on the way there, they hit the city where there is a massive dragon attack. And so there's that's just where, tons of story there's just, going on. There's a lot of story going on. And it's combining the story of Horde of the Dragon Queen with the other storylines that I have going on for the players from previous modules that we've played. The problem with Horde of the Dragon Queen is because is the module is fucking broken. It's oh. it does not make any sense. The reasons why people do things don't make fucking sense in the book. And okay. what you have to do is you have to remedy it by giving reasons why. Why is the main character taking all this gold around the entire fucking country when he just needs to bring it to one fucking spot? And f so you have to create motivations for that through ah, okay. these characters. Gotcha. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail about it because my players do listen to this podcast. Ah, there we so, go. Uh, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck off. Nice. But that's my week. That's cool. really it. Awesome. I mean, we don't have a lot of news. No, which is good because we've been going on for like two hours. It's true. That's why we did the tier list. <laughs> <laughs> Turns right. out that took fucking an hour and a half anyway. So, Borderlands voice actor says Gearbox CEO is a bully who harassed, shoved, and humiliated them. In this week's episode of Damn Randy, You're Fucking Crazy. What the fuck are you? What the fuck are you thinking, Randy? <laughs> All right. So we'll scroll down. The cool thing is now we have this pulled up to where people can read it with us. Yep. Uh, the former voice actor behind Borderlands iconic mascot Claptrap David Eddings, we talked about this last week, has mm -hmm. recently spoken out about alleged mistreatment at the hands of Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford. Uh, this is just more development, right? It, yeah. So they're going into more detail about what's going on. As it turns out, David Eddings may have been fired under a fit of rage. Um, I didn't know this. I later found out through this article. Mm -hmm. David Eddings was actually the vice president of business for oh, the company. Shit. He had a high up position. They just decided after like him fucking around and like making little voices. It was like, hey, why don't you be the voice for this new game that we're making? It's called Borderlands. And the rest is essentially history. Right. The the issues was is that when he did the voice acting, he wanted to be compensated for it. Randy Pitchford was just like, well, fuck you. No. Yeah, you're um, a vice president of business. Yeah. You already make a lot of money, which this is coming from the guy that took the $12 million from Epic Games. Yeah, and just he doesn't get shit to say. So. Yeah. Go fuck off. Yeah. Um, but the moving forward with the issue he, like the going rate for voice actors, especially at that level, at the AAA level, is like $400 an hour. So him doing these lines, he had to have put in well over 100, maybe even 200 hours of line work because yeah. they're not going to – it's not just like, oh, I'm going to say this line and then I'm done. No, 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 no. Do he's it again. in the whole game. Okay, no, no, no. Do it again. It's yeah. I'm talking about each individual line. Yeah. No, Let's no, do the line Take again. 47 <laughs> – Exactly. So yeah. there's like a few grand that's owed back to this motherfucker. Yeah. But he starts going into the the climate of the the company and working with uh with Randy. And for example, when he was doing his lines, he was just like, "Hey, you need to focus on these lines. 
real hard because you know we've we've been wasting money wasting tape so to say he's like all right, all right i got it i got it, i got it and he starts doing his lines and then randy just comes out of nowhere and gives him a fucking wet willy freaks david the fuck out and backs up cackling over what happened because he thinks it's so goddamn funny to act like a goddamn five-year-old are they even friends at that level I don't know, but What's, I think it's... If you're being think, professional and you're trying to get these lines done, don't fuck with the person. But that's the thing that they were saying. Randy was known for pulling these types of pranks. It was like you had a big kid running this company, and because he was the top dog, he probably felt like he could do whatever he fucking wanted. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. And the the big issue is... David Eddings found out that, or found out from a source, allegedly, that Gearbox was in the middle of being bought out. They were selling Gearbox. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, I don't know anything about this, and I'm the fucking VP of business. So he goes to GDC 2017. He goes up to, I don't know if it was 2017, but I think he went to GDC. He found Randy. And he was just like, hey, man, I need to talk to you. And they get real close, and he's trying to be quiet and covert about right, this. Right, right, right. just like, listen, I found out some information that Gearbox might be being sold. Randy freaks the fuck out. Who the fuck told you? Mm. The Who minute told you freak you? out, then you've just solidified that it's true. Who the fuck told you? Because it wasn't the fact that he didn't know. It was the fact that when David found out, and I didn't say this part, but the thing is, is that David refused to reveal his sources. He doesn't have to. You know, I agree with you, <laughs> yeah. but the that wasn't is, good enough for... The problem is this is classic diversion. Yeah. Because Randy was like, who told you? Now this is your fault. I want to know that this is a bigger problem. Like, no, Randy, let's look at the basics. Is this true? Mm-hmm. You're not telling me if it's true. Right. You're projecting. But in a series of text messages which have been revealed, and I don't remember if it was on a Twitter post or if it's in this Newsweek article, Randy goes off on David saying that your priorities and your loyalties are fucked up. How could you – there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm giving you, my, giving you everything without breaking my word because he maintained that he would not reveal his source. Kill the messenger. You make me sad. And then Randy just blows up on him saying that his priorities are fucked, uh, that he doesn't have a fucking backbone. Uh, I've given you everything, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? But the problem was right. is that he, his wording and phrasing leads him to believe that, da that, uh, that Randy knew about the transaction. He just didn't – he just wanted to know who the source was. That because he was going to like unleash on that source. Probably. Yeah. So with all the other things that are coming out, um, this – toxic work environment essentially mm -hmm. uh not long after that that's when he had the altercation where uh david got punched i don't know if he got punched in the face but they did talk shoved they, they did show like bruising on his on his body on his torso um so where do we go from here according to gearbox they're saying that they're investigating the situation but there's key phrasing in the response saying like you know, Gearbox does not want to make assumptions based on a personal confrontation between two people. That means I believe that Gearbox is trying to distance itself away from the situation without really pointing the finger at Randy Pitchford. So I don't know, man. This is this is fucked. Like yep. this is not making him look good at all. <laughs> I I mean 
nothing he does makes him look good. Now, the problem as, is you can't look good if you're a shitty human being. Exactly. It's it's like the chat said, put the phone down, Randy. Just, just stop, go away. Man, just, just stop. stop. Just stop. And pay your fucking voice actors. Yes. Uh, look, so here's, I wanted to go back on that, too. Like, mm-hmm. let's say, so David Eddings is the VP of business. He probably got stipulations. That's what it, we call that in my company a job criteria. Mm-hmm. You have a thing, a certain amount of things that you are, are expected to do in your line of work. Anything that falls outside of that needs to be compensated if you do extra work that does not fall in those categories. And I'll tell you right now, in the vice president of business, there is no fucking voice voice acting clause. I can tell you that right now. Uh, mm-hmm. There might be something that if you would do anything extra for this company that you might not be compensated that he would have to agree to when he signed his job description or something like that. But if there is nothing on that, then there is legal action because he did not get compensated for what he did extra for the company. Right. And he should be in uh, if there was nothing signed upon and agreed upon then he should get paid according to voice actor rules or according to rules that that's the problem. I don't think David Eddings might have said anything. Well, like, hey, if I'm doing this, this isn't just like, hey, hey, I made a funny joke here or there. This is like, like you said, hundreds of hours. Then they should have set up some kind of business plan or some kind of payout plan that this is what you're going to get paid for for an hour and all that. The problem is none of this was done. And there's fault on both sides of this argument, strictly for the payment of the voice acting. Mm-hmm. The, the physical assault and the mental assault and all that, that's a different story. But when it comes to the voice acting stuff, there should have been a plan laid out what should have happened. But has anything come out that's to say that there wasn't a plan put in place? No, that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe there was a plan that was put out, and it just hasn't been indulged or, or released yet. So, yep. again, shit, this this has become a week-to-week story, too. So maybe we'll get more information we'll on it next week. We'll find out next week. Yeah, that's it. So Epic Games eats up another fucking indie title. Another game that was promised to be put onto Steam uh, that ended up not. So Mobius Digital did a crowdfunding for a game called Outer Wilds on Fig. When that game met its goals, they came out and said, okay, it's going to be released on Linux, on Mac, and on Steam, in addition to PS4 and Xbox. We can see that right here on the stream. Epic got involved somehow, and they were just like, hey, why don't you bring it over to the Epic Game Store? We can have it as an exclusive and we can help support you further through there because, you know, Epic's got that Fortnite money. Well, it's a lot ahead. of fucking money. This is an issue that comes down to you have a small indie. This is not like big developers making these decisions or big publishers making these decisions. This is a small indie developer. And I can understand why the developer would go ahead and take the route that it took. Mm-hmm. However, it does not make it right because when you marketed this product in the first place, when you did the crowdfunding, you were you promised that you were going to say it's going to come out on Linux, it's going to come out on Steam. Mm-hmm. This now you're going back on what you're saying. I just had super deja vu because I thought we talked about this last week, but I realized it was an inside gaming video I watched. <laughs> <laughs> the the pro- the problem is is that this the shit has been going on over and over with Epic, where games that should be going out on either all platforms or was originally promised to go on Steam is now not going on there because Epic is coming out and just sealing them up. And it's not because Epic has anything of value to offer to its consumers. Yeah. They're using it by backdoor tactics and saying, hey, I'll give you 88% instead of 70 Yeah. Well, at the point right now, uh, Epic is at the point, and it is fucked. Like, this is shitty. Like, you didn't... 
You said you were coming out on Steam. You're losing a lot of people that's because you're going to the Epic Store. Not because strictly you're going to the Epic Store. It's strictly because you lied. So the thing is, I can understand a small indie developer jumping on this. Because mm-hmm. if Epic Games, like, let's just say it's a risk. Because if Epic Games becomes big and, like, let's quote-unquote in this alleged history timeline, kill Steam, then you were there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the, the, like, you're going to get recognition for that. And right now, Epic is at the, at the like, let's write this check. How much, what, how much you want? Okay, boom, there you go. They're writing blank checks left and right to get this stuff, to build their foundation. And what they're promising to these people, it could, I mean, if you look at Epic's uh, guidelines, it looks good. Like, developers are getting more money and yeah. all that stuff. But the way that they're doing it is kind of dirty. Right. And that's what this that's what really this comes down to. But the reason why I say it's unfortunate is because 126,000 that's not a lot of money. Mm-mm. That's not a yeah. lot of money at all. How is this they they've been in development for 4 years. Yeah, apparently they were supposed to deliver on it a couple of years, years ago, ago. And they they kept on pushing it back and pushing yeah. it back and pushing 126, it back. 126,000 only pays one of your employees for 1 year. Maybe 2. Maybe 2. But how I would been... say that's even lower because yeah. this is just this is just covering the bare necessities to get the game out. This, this is this is a passion project that you know got I don't want to say the bare minimum it got the money that it needed. Yeah. But if you scroll down, you start looking at those comments. People are fucking trying to get refunds, and Fig is letting them get refunds. They're pulling money that doesn't exist anymore. The reason that this Mobius company probably took this is because they were like, we're out of fucking money. And we got Epic, who is in this huge controversy right now with Steam. They're going to write us a check. Fuck yeah, we're taking this. Yeah. We don't, at this point, it got to the point where they're like, we got to take this money and we got to burn bridges. Yep. And it sucks. Can you fault them for it? Yes, I can fault them for it because they took too long to deliver on this game. So right here you go. I've decided to ask for a refund. Like, there you go. The whole epic bullshit. All that. And there's a Reddit post out there, and they're giving them the refunds. But the point is, is that it doesn't matter anymore. They already got that Epic Games money. Yeah, so who cares? Who cares but at this point? At least they, on them, on their part. They, it's like, they've already started. So let's say, like I said, in the hypothetical timeline, that they do become one of the, like, we were one of the first ones with Epic. You've mm-hmm. already tarnished your name a little bit. Because everyone's going to remember this, especially yep. if you get big. Everyone remembers the shitty things you did, especially once you get big. It's crazy. Shitty backdoor tactics. Microsoft and Sony make nice established partnership for gaming and cloud services. They're uh, basically, excuse me, sir. I believe the phrasing that I provided was Sony and Microsoft touch dicks to fend off Google. I, I was going to bring it up, action. but you beat me to it. Again, oh, <laughs> who brings up the penises this time? <laughs> Not me, sir. Not me. You're talking about touching dicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm talking about being afraid of them. Dick taps. Dick taps. All right. So Microsoft and Sony, the companies behind Xbox One and PS4. I really don't think that they needed to put that in there. I think we kind no, of no. They needed to because no people may not know. <laughs> All right. Uh, revealed this week that they have established a, a strategic partnership. The two companies plan on sharing technology and information going forward and build upon shared infrastructures for some of their future initiatives. Nowhere in the announcement are Xbox and One, Xbox and PlayStation named, but its wording implies Microsoft and Sony partnerships will specifically focus on consumer enti- entertainment platforms like gaming. Yeah, so I, I, I read the actual announcement, and it's coming from, I believe, this 
the Sony, no, the Microsoft side of the house. Uh, they are partnering up to enhance direct-to-consumer entertainment and AI solutions. Uh, they're promising a better uh, platforms for content creators. Uh, they are integrating Sony's image sensors and Microsoft's Azure AI technology to enhance the cloud solutions for enterprise uh, clients. Mm -hmm. So like the big, the big boy cloud bullshit, that's what they're focusing on with this. Uh, they're using Sony semiconductor technology with the cloud system that Microsoft has already established mm -hmm. through xCloud. And the reason why they're focusing on this is because I believe with Google Stadia being a thing, mm -hmm. they're just like, nah, nah, fuck that. We, we got to figure something out together. We can't do this on our own because Google has like stupid money. Yeah, dude. So have you ever seen the comic of the guy? It's the two boxers that are going to box, uh -huh. and he start. The one guy starts doing the Kamehameha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. the other guy, the other guy goes, "I quit." And he goes, "I didn't know if he could actually do it, but I wasn't gonna fuck around and see." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what this is. So he's like, this is. "This is a scare attack." Like not fully, but they are scared. You can mm -hmm. see this. They're like, "Yeah, hold on a minute." Google got that. Look at my dick money, and. Like we we don't we don't have that. Like what if the like they they're not taking the chances on if Stadia fails. They're just making sure like, hey man, we've been in this together. It's like two right it's kinda like when Goku and Vegeta have to team up to fight against, you know, a bigger threat that they can't fight, like Broly. Like Boo. Or yeah, Broly. or Boo or yeah. something like that. They're like, Look, we don't like each other, but we gotta do this to stay afloat. Mm-hmm. So it's we're probably gonna find out more at E three. Um Microsoft will probably take lead on that and start mm -hmm. talking yeah. about what they plan on doing with their cloud system. Uh, not really clear on how PlayStation Now will be implemented. Right. But, uh, you know. Nintendo's like, nah, we, we're good. Well, <laughs> Nintendo has been teaming up with Microsoft anyway because they yeah. want to put certain things on the Nintendo Switch, or Microsoft wants to put certain things on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll As we see. saw on the April Fool's joke, everything on the Switch. Everything is on the Switch. <laughs> Just snap. <laughs> Dude, what was it? Brazzers and Dungeons and Dragons? Or Dun Dungeons and Brazzers, baby. Dungeons and Brazzers. Oh, it's the that's the best really game. This could be cool. Like, we could see some cool shit come out of this. Yeah. All right. We got more details on Super Mario Maker 2. Yes. So, pretty much overall, I was asking myself the question, did, do I think that Super Mario Maker rated a, com a completely new game? Or should have there been just like DLC, uh, a cheaper version of Super Mario Maker for the Switch that just ports over stuff and then adds a few other things? Mm -hmm. After watching this video, actually no, I'm gonna say yeah, it rates. There's good. a lot of there's a it's it's good. Yeah. There's a lot of quality of life changes that they've added here. There's a lot of new stuff that they're adding. Um, uh, they they got snow deserts. They got snow deserts they got snow levels they got desert levels they got mm -hmm. uh forest levels they they have super mario maker dark mode where now if you have the sun you can change it to the moon and then the entire level changes like if you're in the desert that's cool yeah if you're in the desert and you have the moon instead the of sun. daytime where you had yeah. the sun coming and attack you at night the there's sandstorms and shit like that oh, uh, in cool. the forest in the forest anytime that there's water and you put it in nighttime mode it's poisonous water. Yeah, that's from, a, yeah, that's from yeah, that's from yeah. If you put in a sky mode, if you have it in like the sky levels like Mario 1 3 and Super Mario and Super Mario Brothers, uh it becomes space. Like you're in space and shit. 
All so right. it's 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 cool. The problem uh, is like I'm not creative enough to like I don't I won't be building okay. levels in this, but I will pick this up to fucking play levels. Okay, so when this game came out, there was a, about a time period of about four months where all I did was make Super Mario Maker levels, and I would make them hard. Of as course shit. you did. You Ross Donovan did. <laughs> you Ross did. Ross is one of the best creators of Mario levels ever. I had at at least in the very beginning, and I stopped looking. I don't know if my shit got deleted or whatever. But in the very beginning, I had one of the highest rated levels, mm-hmm. most downloaded, and with the the lowest completion rate. It oh yeah, was stupid. It's like it H two O. This is great. Kaizo three point Yes, I love Super Mario Maker. I was hoping that the uh, this new update or this new game would justify making a new one instead of just porting over the old one. Mm-hmm. And right, right over there, they're they're about to get into it. They're they're talking about the dark mode later, but soon they're yeah. going to talk about Super Mario 3D World mode. So they actually have like Cat Mario and all the other elements that they oh. had from the older games in there too. Yeah, this video um, is like 17 minutes, so we're not. Gonna yeah, watch we're not going to even thing. make it. But if you uh, check down below, the 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 link to it will be in the descriptions. Yeah. Um. The story mode looks cool. Multiplayer. They. This is the one that I really wanted to to bring up. Um, multiplayer. There's four man multiplayer co op and competitive. Oh. So for competitive, you all have to race to the finish. No matter what, whoever gets to the end wins. So even if you're just like letting everyone else do all the work and then you fuck over everybody at the uh, at the tail end, you win. That's it. Oh, you get Mega Man snake arms. <laughs> yeah, that that shit's cool. That's fucking cool. What else? There's also co-op where everyone works together to clear as many stages as you want. Right. Uh, it just looks a, like a lot of fun. It, it looks does. Solid. It looks great. Mm-hmm. This was a super smart decision. Just I never, if you would have like the Mario Maker, I never thought that would actually become a thing. But I guess uh, Nintendo got tired of like the Kaizo games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Fuck it, we're making money off of this." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. But yeah, uh, like I said, we're not going to watch the entire video because this podcast is already gone going into hour three. But Rip. go check that out. So Yes. Next one's Dungeons & Dragons, so that's going to be this, your shit. This is my thing. We're finally going back to Baldur's Gate. I, I'm super excited for this. So they Baldur's are, Gate is like the one that everybody remembers. So Baldur's Gate is a big deal because it's it's like one of the, the three – I could be wrong in saying this, but I think it's one of the three crown jewels of the Forgotten Realms. There's – there's Waterdeep, there's Neverwinter, and then there's Baldur's Gate. And Baldur's Gate is like the the big law city, so to say. You think like the knights and the uh, the political intrigue and shit. They're like the Azorius. That. Yes, that's the best way to put okay. it. I, I think Baldur's Gate would be a good example of being the Azorius city. From Magic the Gathering, for people that don't know what Azorius is. Descent into Avernus takes the players into Baldur's Gate, into Neverwinter, and into the first layer of the Nine Hells. And it's being developed by Christopher Perkins. He has done Curse of Strahd. He has done Tomb of Annihilation. He's you just done did Out Curse of, of Strahd, right? Yeah, we recently did Curse of Strahd. It's a fantastic module. Cool. So I'm really, really excited for this. It looks really, really good. Um, they reference the Blood War from Mordekaiden's Tome of Foes. Uh, and you could play a little bit of it. There's there's a lot of lore references in Descent into Avernus. I'm thinking once we finish Tyranny of Dragons, I might just jump over into this because this looks fantastic. <laughs> it's supposed to be, from the way that they put it, it's Mad Max meets Hell. 
whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, it it sounds really fucking sick. So, I'm I'm excited for this. But. Well, all right, I'll uh, I'll grab this last one. So as deadline passes, right games doesn't budge on the key walkout issue. So I guess they were just like, I don't give a fuck about that walkout issue. It's it's not so much that they don't give a fuck. This is a follow up to last week's news about all the riot employees about 200 or maybe 2000 there there was a lot of them but they were just they came out in solidarity saying that they want the arbitration system to end when it comes to employees trying to press legal charges against the company for wrongs against them and this comes back from a discrimination lawsuit against female employees the results came down to Riot Games saying we will end arbitration for future employees. Mm-hmm. We will not end arbitration for employees that are currently in a lawsuit against the company. And now from what we're hearing, the employees or at least the organizers of the walkout are saying, okay, now we're going to escalate to the next step, which I don't know if it's people actually quitting. I don't know if they're going to do a class action. I don't know if they're trying to, uh, sue them i don't know the details they just said this is just really an update to the story they're going to escalate their efforts to whatever degree that's fucking crazy <laughs> like it's it's a fucked up situation because like i get it you've already put money into doing arbitration for the, the discrimination cases that have been right, brought against right. you or the sexual harassment cases and so everyone is organizing to be like, no, 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 this, this shit needs to end. We need to bring this to a lawsuit because the arbiter is just saying like, okay, what's your side of the story? What's your side of the story? Okay, now settle it. Right. And then walk out. They're saying like, no, I want this to be heard. I want yeah. to bring this to a judge, a jury, be like, hey, this is the fucked up shit that's going on over yeah, at Riot. Riot's trying to keep it hush-hush and, and the other and Riot, like, Yeah, no. Riot's turned around and was like, okay, from this point on, we'll go ahead and fix it. But anything that we have going on, no. no, fuck that. Yeah. Make this shit so. known. This is bullshit that people have to put up with this stuff. And that's why people are doing the walkouts. So it sucks, but I get it. I I honestly get it. So yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what exactly the organizers plan on doing. All right. I think that, that like we said, that there wasn't much news. So <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't uh, really anything. We do have we're gonna wrap it up real quick, but we do have some uh some questions from the Discord. Yep. So anyone that if you want to ever ask us questions or anything like that, get in the Discord. It's the easiest thing to do. Yep. Uh, we haven't set up Twitch panels yet, but we're going to. So, uh, but yeah, check it out. So let's see. Uh, I don't know if this is a legit question, but H2O asks, if you had a burning sensation, would you go to the doctor? Nah. Nah, I'm good. I, I came up from that uh, era where we didn't have insurance. So yep. you're just like, are you dying? No, you're fucking all right. You, so. you, you'll be fine. Yeah. Put some ice on that shit. You'll be fine. You got you got you got some soap in your in your pee hole when you were taking a shower. That's why it burns. You'll be all right. Yep. <laughs> oh, this is a I guess I got to take one. The problem is you think I know a lot about Die Hard, but I don't know as much as you think I do. So, okay. best best Die Hard from Scotty Mo for show. Uh, I'm gonna say one, of course. I like one. One's the okay. best. I watch one every year for Christmas cuz it's the best Christmas movie. I have never seen Die Hard. You should. Any Die Hard. I've seen clips. Die Hard 2 is good and Die Hard 3 is good too. And then they start doing like Die Hard with a Vengeance and, or Die Hard with Vengeance and uh, A Day to Die Hard. I don't know. I don't know all of them. But Die Hard 1 is the best. It's got fucking. Uh, Service seven. Snape. Yes. What is it? Uh, oh, my God. I fucking. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. 
Uh, Alan Rickman. I'm sorry. There we go. Alan there you Rickman. go. Uh, he's in Snape. it. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's Hans Gruber first. Okay. That's his name. In, okay. That's his name in Die Hard. It's got uh, it's got the dad from Family Matters. I don't know if you ever watched. Is he it. the cop? Yeah, he's the cop. <laughs> I feel like they typecast that motherfucker because anytime he's, in a, he's, he's a cop he's in a, a lot cop. of things. But no, yeah. that movie's fucking great. I watched that movie. That's everyone's like, oh, I want to watch Frozen. That's a Christmas movie. Fuck off. First of all, it's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard, Gremlins, mm-hmm. those are Christmas movies. Those are Christmas movies. Yes. Uh, his next, I guess you can't really say you've never watched any Die Hard, so I'm gonna say nope. Die Hard one. Uh, that's back when uh, uh, Bruce Willis has his hair and it looks really yes. weird. <laughs> he's off of his. He's fresh off of his show of Moonlight. There was a show back in like the eighties called Moonlighting, and that's where he got his big break. It's around the same. It's right after the time where he came out with his musical album. So you didn't know that about Bruce Willis, did you? I think he came out his musical album. He wins under the name of Bruno or something like that. Yeah. What type he, of music did he play? I think it was like jazzy pop music. Get the fuck out of here. It wasn't great. So, uh, all right, let's move on. What needs to be in the last 10 for the Genesis Mini? That is also from Scotty Mofa Show. Okay, so my number one is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Of course, I want, it has to be in there. I want a proper HD port of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I don't know what's holding it back. I don't know if it's Michael Jackson's estate that is holding back for the music rights. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I honestly don't know. But I need a new HD port of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. That's all I fucking don't, ask. Wait, what's the Michael Jackson game? Moonwalker? Moonwalker. And it's on this list. Uh, <laughs> if I am to round out the last 10, inclu- now inclu- with Sonic 3 and Knuckles kicking it off, um, I would like to see either Fantasy Star 2 or Fantasy Star 3. I'd like okay. to see both because those are the only real... I don't want to say like they're only real RPGs for the Genesis because that's not true. There's there's Kadesh, there's uh, Tralia, there's um, the Vermilion Sword, which I don't think the Vermilion Sword is on there, but whatever, we'll see. Uh, but definitely either Fantasy Star Two or Fantasy Star Three. Both of them are really solid games. You can make an argument for either one. Uh, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. That game is fire. Yeah, that game is so good. Like, is it as good as Turtles in Time? I don't know, man. Turtles in Time is really strong. It's really strong, but Hyperstone Heist is up there. It's a really. I think that the music in Hyperstone Heist is better than Turtles in Time. I think that that's like a big factor. I haven't played both of them, so I can't really say. But I just recently saw a Twitter tweet saying like this is the great debate, and it had both of those up against each other. Yeah, it's 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 a rough one. Um, Road Rash 2, I would put that on there. Okay. Uh, Rocket Knight Adventures, I would like to see that on there. Rocket That's Knight not Adventures. on there yet? No. Uh, what about Shaq? Rocket Knight Avengers. Shaq, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I own Shaq uh, Michael Jordan in the Windy City? That was a SNES mm-hmm. classic. That was a SNES one, though. The Rocket Knight Adventures, I've talked about it previously. Yeah, yeah, that's a it. good game. Yeah. Rystar, is Rystar on there? No, and I don't want it on there. I know you don't want it on You don't like Rystar. Uh, I would like to see Sunset Riders. I think Sunset Riders is oh, a little yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Strider. The the gold, U.S. gold version of Strider. H2O. The H2O is going to be on you. He, he speed runs that. Uh, so. Does he speed th- run the Genesis one or no, does he no, speed I, run I the I, NES one? I think, he, I think he speed runs the NES version. I think it's the NES one. Uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Just 
Just, a just for shit's sake. You're not. Just is there Ma- Michael Jackson music is in that, right? Yeah, it's Michael Jackson's yeah. Moonwalker. You're, you're not. <laughs> Michael Jackson estate. If it's not going to give up Sonic Three, you're not fucking getting Moonwalker either. Yeah, no, probably. Oh! Not. But this is my my top ten. My ten to be on there, dude. If you ever if you start streaming again, that should be your alerts. It should be his Michael. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Shadowrun. I think that Shadowrun's a really solid. Oh yeah, game I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And finally, uh, it was a toss-up between Thunder Force Four or Musha. I'm going to go with Musha. Musha is a really hard game to come across. It's very expensive. Uh, it would give a lot of people a chance to play that fantastic shoot 'em up. So, okay. Musha. That would round up. Cool. Cool. Uh, I can't. I, I mean, out of all that list, I would like to see Moonwalker just for the shits and giggles. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Sonic Three. Like, I love Sonic Three. That's my yeah, go-to. Sonic one. Three is great. So, uh, Sunset Riders too. Sunset Riders is really good. Sunset mm-hmm. Riders on the SNES version. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so H two O asks if you wish you had the ability to learn. Okay, if you can wish you had the ability to learn to speed run a game that you've never played before and hit world record, what would it be and why? That is a very difficult question to answer because pretty much everything that's been on games done quick i've had my hands on yeah i think let's take that out of the equation let's take the never played before let's just say let's rework let's rework the question and say if you had the ability to speed run any game on the first try and get world record what would it be i'm gonna go with sonic 2 I'm going to go with Mega Man X because I would want to go head-to-head with Caleb Hart because he seems like a very, <laughs> very... I've talked to him a couple times. Uh, I've messaged him on Instagram and stuff like that. He's a really cool dude, and mm-hmm. I feel like uh, he's really big into the bodybuilding too. So I yeah. feel like having him as a rival would be really cool. That'd be dope. And also, uh, he does he does Final Fantasy VII, and he's done Mario Part. Mario. He does a lot of the games that I would want to speedrun. Kermit can fucking and his crew can have Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, the shit that they pull with with that game, and there's like there's not really any glitches. It's all just optimization. Yeah, the pen Kermit, trick. Lama Buntai, uh, Red Dragoon or whatever. Uh, no, Gargoyle. Okay, just all those guys are just fucking nasty at that game. Yeah, man, Miru all the way. Yes, all, I don't never do a Dragoon mode. <laughs> no, that takes up no, time, no. man. That takes up time. Too much time. Too much time. Do you have, want to elaborate on Sonic 2, why you would want to do that? I want to f- fuck up Worcester. Okay. Like, like Worcester, I think he still has the world record for Sonic 2. Uh, you should go, uh, anyone, I think we've watched it, but you should go watch Summoning Salt's video on Sonic 2. Summoning Salt is a YouTube video that talks a lot about world records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They've I have watched that. Yes, it's very good. Summoning Salt's it's YouTube channel good. is very, very good. He, mm-hmm. I watched a Mario Kart Wii one that was fucking just amazing. Yeah, that one's great. Like yeah. if you do like certain times in the level, like it brings you back to a certain. Go check out Summoning Salt on YouTube. He is fantastic. Yes. Uh, last one we got from Titanium Dragoon Neo, our buddy Connor. When are we go- doing the community let's watches? I have Fist of the North Star ready and raring to go. Um, when we once, get time, when we get time, we're um, so busy. We need, we need to organize something. I'm, I, I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm like we have it. our Let's daytime. If we didn't have daytime jobs, we'd have so much more money or not yes. money. We wouldn't have much more money. <laughs> we would have much more time. <laughs> yes. Definitely the time. Dude, it's fucking crazy. All right. 
Well, that's it, man. Uh, I think what do we do? We did a game of the week last week. You got you had it last week. I right? had it last week. All right, let's do it this week for me. Uh, damn it, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, so I'm just kind of like looking around. Uh, f- there we go. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the Game Boy Advance. There you go. That game's that's great. a really that one's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I got to start making an actual list of what I've already said because I was I want to be like Starboard Kids too. It's just like You've we don't ask Joe we don't ask Jones every week because it's the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks for everyone for tuning in, and we will see y'all next week. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description.